three grown men who care way more than they should. Glenn Clark. Glenn, no way. I'm sorry, Aaron. Did Alicia Fox call you the man beast? AJ Francis. And of course, everyone boos Roman Reigns, even though he puts on the best match of the night. Aaron Oster. Guys, look, there's that one time. You know, <laughs> oh, Aaron. <sighs> You're the worst. You are the worst. This is Jobbing Out. And welcome in. It is episode number 119 of Jobbing Out. Glenn Clark, Aaron Oster from the Baltimore Sun and Rolling Stone. Uh, of course, the main event. Vent, 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 vent. AJ Francis of the Washington Redskins. And this because, and we'll explain, this week is a bit of a cluster. Um, filling in for Aaron, who's actually here it's weird <laughs> but filling in for aaron is sean creedle the voice of maryland championship res or sorry i'm sorry yeah mcw yes thank you mcw, MCW pro, wrestling. pro wrestling i'm sorry let me it's make okay. sure i get that right it's all right you are and the worst Glenn. i know that was uh, look you're, you're, you're the guy who still calls wwe wwf oh, you can't get over it. it are you serious stop it stop you probably it. call it pokemon too <laughs> <laughs> i don't call it anything because i don't play it you dick um, so we're all over the place. Let me just give a quick recap of where we are. Uh, I'm in studio. Sean, who's not a it's, part of the show, is in studio. studio. <laughs> the other guys, AJ is now back in Florida, and Aaron is on his honeymoon, and for some reason thought that he would pause. By the way, congratulations on losing your virginity. Uh, congratulations all on right. that. <laughs> it, it was a wonderful time. Wait, who said that. he actually lost it? <laughs> That's a good point. I guess I don't have confirmation that he did indeed. <laughs> lose it but um i'm assuming that you lost your uh, your virginity at some point this morning or this week this morning this week <laughs> this morning yeah right this week um aaron's on his honeymoon in jamaica so aj and aaron aren't here sean's here i'm here it's a whole thing i don't know how to explain explain it but but it's good to have everybody this week and we got a lot to talk about uh joining us a little bit later on in the program uh we got a couple of great guests we're gonna chat with the great al snow uh, Al sent out a tweet this week and said some things in uh, Sports Illustrated that got a lot of that play. That 100% factually accurate. We will deal with those a little bit later on in the show, AJ. We will deal with that then. But Al we... Snow is basically me of <laughs> jobbing out, basically, is what we're getting at. But continue. We will talk to Al Snow later on in the show about uh, some of his comments about wrestling fans. Um, it's also been a it's quite the week for Al as he was also let go by Impact Wrestling and he's Ooh. getting married. Yes. And yet he's taking time to join us on uh, Jobbing Out this week. And then after that, uh, we're going to be joined by Tahuti Miles, who is a former University of Maryland football player. Uh, came in after AJ had already left and just graduated this year and uh, got a tryout with the WWE over the weekend. He was down at the Performance Center in Orlando. So we will talk to Tahuti Miles later on in the program as well. Right. He has a fantastic story. If you don't know his backstory, it, it's a great one. Yeah, it's really so he served in the military for a while before he came to Maryland. It's really cool. We'll talk to him about all that stuff. Uh, he'll join us later on in the show. So before we get to, I mean, what a week it's, it's been. Before we get to SmackDown and the pay-per-view, let's, uh, let's address some other things. Um, AJ, you saw Aaron in action this weekend, which is the weirdest sentence I think huh? I've ever, yeah, right, uttered on, on this show. 
uh, as Aaron led a panel at AwesomeCon. Uh, first, yeah. b- before Aaron attempts to, to blow himself up and make himself seem like he's the main event, how did he do this weekend with his AwesomeCon panel? Uh, his panel, he did a really good job. He, he actually, um, he didn't really talk. Th- he introduced Charlotte and Shinsuke, and then he really only talked one more time after that. He said a joke, and the joke went well. People laughed. It was a good time. Wait, people laughed However, at something. Wait, did they laugh at the joke, or did they laugh at Aaron? <laughs> no, they laughed at the joke. It was a quality joke. I got to give Aaron his props. It was a room full of wrestling fans, and he, he held his own on the panel. He didn't look out of place. It was a good thing. However, at the end, he did try to big dog me. Which is kind of fucked up, but Ooh. but it's all good. Ooh. You know what I'm saying? What happened there? I, I just know for a fact. Okay, so <laughs> so Aaron has been at fucking press row at Bas- Maryland basketball games for fucking years, and yes. I'd be on the floor, fucking sitting in the first row or sitting behind the fucking uh, bench, <laughs> and every time I would see Aaron, and Aaron would wave at me, I would come over to him. I would shake his hand, dap him up. We talked for a little bit. Everything was going cool. I would do that every time. And I, I would dare Aaron to say that that is not the truth. That is 100% factual. I did it every single time. Him and um, uh, Patrick Stevens. Both of them, I would always go out of my way to see them, even though I would do it every time I'd go to a game. Probably 20 different times I would do it, right? Aaron's first opportunity <laughs> on the other side of that, the first chance he gets, he's on the panel I say, yo, Aaron, what's up? He, as he's walking off stage, he turns around, looks at me, gives me like two fingers, like what's good, and then bounces what and tries to. Oh, what a to be fair, I, I, was be, I was being waved to the back hallway. I didn't know. I, uh-huh. I, didn't uh-huh. I, I did come back out there in a second, no, but no, you didn't. No, you didn't come out on your own volition. I had to walk over to you and ask you, yo, what's good, and then you came back out and we talked for like. 30 seconds and you bounce, which I is was cool. being waved to the back. Which is, which is cool. I, 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 got, I got Ben, the guy who's running the place, saying, Yo, come back, come back. Mm-hmm. Nope, nope, I'm not hearing none of that. Nope. Mm-hmm. You know how many times I've been waved to my seats while I was courtside and I was talking to you? You know how many times that's happened? Mm. Why would you get waved to your seats? Because you're not supposed to be standing up roaming around while the game's on. Mm. Mm. Well, uh, this, uh, yeah. let's file this. You is- know how many times? You know how many times that's happened? It's okay though. I see what I see what kind of dude you are. I know from this point forward, your ass is getting a wave and a bounce. Wow. Fair enough. Fair oh, enough. Wow. Damn. Wow. Wow. Um, so other than being a, a complete asshole, which is nothing different than anything, because we, we know that. I mean, that's everything right. with Aaron. Aaron's, I, Aaron's I, the worst. I'm actually mad that I'm shocked that that happened. Right. Yeah. Why didn't you just <laughs> expect that to be the case is really the question here. Um, other than the fact that you're the worst and you're an asshole, Aaron, you did get to spend time on a panel with, uh, it, it, I have no idea, you certainly did not deserve this, there's no question about that, but you were with Shinsuke Nakamura, you know, the greatest professional wrestler in the world, and, uh, and Charlotte, the greatest female professional wrestler in the world, on a also panel. Um, what was that like for you? It, it was cool. Um, unfortunately, I didn't get to spend a whole lot of time with Charlotte, because her line was crazy long for autographs and stuff, so she was busy. We were a little Understandably bit Understandably so, by the way. Right? Yeah, right? Yeah. For whatever reason, Shinsuke, I guess what happened was, you know, all the hardcore fans pre-ordered their, their autographs and stuff for Shinsuke, so, like, he did all of his stuff early in the morning, so I got to sit back and chat with him for, you know, a little while before the panel. He was great. Did to, you, you know, ask him to come on Jobbing Out? I did not mainly, and this was this was the funny thing about it. He spent the entire time. Stunner. He spent the entire time before it saying, "I don't want to do this panel. I can't speak English. I, you know, I'm just going to let Charlotte answer everything." He was and talking then, more than anyone. 
Yeah, and then whenever a question was asked, he went on for like two minutes for every question. It was it was hilarious. So what you're saying is he, he, wanted- he could definitely appear on the show, and you just didn't bother to like because when I was now now AJ, AJ, correct me if I'm wrong. When we were hanging out with Rich Swan, did I ask him to come back on the show, and did I get his number? Correct. Right, but when Aaron was hanging out with Shinsuke Nakamura, I assume he did the same thing, right? I, I again, Shinsuke did not seem to want to do it, mm-hmm. but 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 there were a couple other people. I will. I don't want to mention on air. I will mention off air mm-hmm. who I did talk to who may be interested. So uh, yeah, I'm sure they're just as good as Shinsuke Nakamura. By the way, well, also, I mean, nobody's you know, as good as Shinsuke Nakamura. But you know who also big dogged me at the fucking thing was fucking uh, uh, Jerry the King Lawler. I was I was sitting there talking and I was like, "Long live the king! May he reign!" And he didn't even move his head. Like he didn't even acknowledge that I said anything. <laughs> and I was like, I was like, I was literally, I literally like kind of not I didn't yell it, but I was like loud enough that everyone around us heard. And I was like maybe 10 feet away from him. And he didn't even acknowledge that anything was said. I was like, damn, it's like that. Sean, you uh, deal with professional wrestlers all, all the time. Yes. What's the worst you've been dogged by a professional wrestler? Like what's what's Ooh. been the one for you? Wow. Um, completely ignored. Yeah. Uh, yeah. It's something along those lines. Yeah. Uh, it might have been the same person because completely ignored. So, and then I had to protect him from getting into a fight would be Vader. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, so yeah. you can't just roll that out there and not oh, tell us the, the story. Yeah. I mean, oh, you can't wow. Just... Okay. Short version. Um, we were in our old building and they had an issue with people bringing in outside products that they did not sell. Okay, sure. Now, this included bottled water. They were very upset because they had water for sale, and they wanted us to buy it there. Well, Vader brought in his own water, and he was confronted by the manager. (laughs) (laughs) And let's just say when that happened, all I could think of was what happened in Kuwait. Yeah, yeah, (laughs) yeah. So I had to spring in real quick and go, excuse me, Mr. Vader, your table's right over here, sir. And he gave he gave me that look and was like, "Oh yeah, like you just saved this." Dude. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, all right. I well, should let him fight because I hate the dude. Oh wow, Jesus Christ! Let's, he's one of the reasons why we left that building. The man has. Oh, you mean the? No, I know. Okay. Oh my God! No, damn. no, no, no. I love Vader. Oh, Vader could God. still kick my ass even, right. even in his right. weak condition. That would have been really awkward. Yeah, no. Um, I love Vader. But a good time had by the boys at, at Awesome Con, correct? A good time. Correct. I spent way too much money. I got so many pops that I didn't need, but it was cool. Did they have... Did, 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 did you go buy the exclusive pop stand that had all the, like, $300 exclusives? Yeah, I saw them. I didn't buy any there. I bought the Dead John Snow pop. I bought a Spider-Man pop. Um, I bought a Majin Buu pop from Dragon Ball Z. Uh, he's he's now ki- chilling with the new day upstairs in my movie room. Uh, yeah, I bought a bunch. It was cool. It was it was a great time. I had a blast, and I was a fucking rock god. On they had the rock band station in like the little video game uh, section, and I was like killing it. And I had literally had people come up to me. I have people that will attest to this, so you know I'm not lying. I had literally people come up to me and ask me if I was a real, I was a, if I was an actual drummer because I was. <laughs> Going ape shit what? on the drums on a rock band. Obviously, you're just lucky that I wasn't there because I clearly would have. Oh God, oh, Lord! Oh, you're the worst. I am the worst at rock band. It is not a joke. I'm the. I'm, you're like you're like marginally acceptable at singing and literally. Oh, now wait a second. Everything. I'm half decent at singing. I've heard him sing. Half I decent. agree with you. Half decent. Uh, oh, stop it! Stop it! All right. Better than Miggs. Uh, oh my is- God, Steve Miggs was terrible. Um, okay, now, before we get to uh, the pay-per-view, uh, most of us made it out to NXT on Friday night in Bel Air, except for, was, except for some uh, man who alleges himself to be the main event. Yeah, right? Dude, 
I was in the studio finishing my album till 5 a.m. I'm sure. I'm sure that was better than hanging out with Ember Moon. I'm sure that was better. (laughs) Was it better? No. Was it more essential at the time? Absolutely. Oh, stop! And and I'm a lie. I didn't even bother to go to Jimmy's afterwards. So I I did. Did you? Did you hang out with everybody? Of course. Okay. Well, we Let's have to. This, of course. All right. Of course. So, so Aaron and I were like, Aaron and I were leaving. We're like, well, we're going to Jimmy's, right? And then I call my wife, and my wife is giving me the guilty, like my kid is screaming in the background, <laughs> and she's losing her mind. And I'm like, oh god damn it! All right, fine, I'll go home. And now I'm gonna be really, uh, I'm gonna hate myself for making that decision. All you have so. to do is lie and say, hey man, the show ran over. Yeah, right. <laughs> it just went late, baby. That's the way it goes. <laughs> um, good show. Right, everybody's in agreement on that. It was a good show. Yeah. Yes, um, I think uh, I, I'm more I'm more excited for Bobby and Roddy in Brooklyn, having seen it now in Bel Air. I think well, is it in and Brooklyn? You, and you know that was oh, the you te- think it's going to happen? Before you know then? that was the test run. Well, the the Twitter. I I didn't see NXT last night, but I saw on Twitter uh, this morning that it's there's some well, July episode. No, yeah, they're going to run the first one on NXT. Right. right. I, that's right. It's going to be the main event in Brooklyn. Yeah. Like, it has to be right. the main event in Brooklyn. What else? Would Un- you unless do? they add someone to it or something. But I mean, what else would you do at this point? This is what you're building to. Roddy yeah. is legitimately over as a top face right now. And those new videos that came out about Roddy and his oh, personal yeah. life. Yeah, yeah that... Yeah. Exactly. Um, I was also really excited about Sonya Deville. I think that... She was great. She was the biggest surprise of the night. Yeah. I think that's that's the one, man. I think that's... She... It, for any concerns you have about the NXT women post Asuka, I but, think that Sonya Deville goes a long way to helping that. But here's the thing. Don't you think that they're always prepared? I mean, everyone was so worried when the four horsewomen left. And it was like, well, what's going to take their place? And then Asuka's yeah. here. And when she leaves, they're going to have somebody ready. It's weird. That's, that's, well, it's, especially it's, especially it's, with it's, the women. Yeah, no, 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 no. AJ, what were you, what were you going to say there? This is important. Go ahead. It's, it's kind of like, like how Aaron is an asshole right. and has consistently said how NXT, how are they going to be able to replace all these people that they keep bringing yeah, up? Aaron has, I believe, said that NXT would be dead uh, basically <laughs> yeah, for the last exactly three years. All he's said. done is NXT said is every yes. month he said NXT is yes. facing imminent death. Yes. It will be over in moments, frankly, and uh, remarkably. Yes, NXT is going under and, you know, it's... it's just, uh, don't act like these aren't things that you've actually said, okay? No, they they really <laughs> because 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 what you because what you were talking about, you were saying when they brought up Samoa Joe, and they brought up Finn Balor, and they brought up all the other guys that they brought up in the same amount of time, and yes. you were like, and you were like, I don't know how they can keep doing this and make this a sustainable product, blah 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 blah. blah. And what did they do? They got Bobby Roode, and they went and they got. Cassius Ono, and they still Again. had Ty Dillinger, and they have No Way Jose, and they have Sanity, and they have Roddy, and they're just going to replace people because they are, without a doubt, the biggest and best wrestling brand in the entire world, and because of that, there will always be great wrestlers that want to come back. It's a weird a thing. La, yeah. A la Drew Galloway. It's a weird yes. thing. It's a, it's I, I'm, not going, I'm not going to get into this because it'll be another 20 <laughs> minutes, but... <laughs> Um, I, it's always an argument worth having. It's always an argument worth having. Um, wait, wait, going back to the NXT show for a sec. I think the sleeper match of the night was Aleister Black and Velveteen Dream. They gave them a lot of time, more time than I thought they would. Probably like 10 minutes. And I thought it was a pretty good match. Well, it, I mean, the Velveteen I, Dream is amazing. I, yeah. I mean, that was, that was, for me, that was my on. main event. I was ready to leave after that. I'm good. He wow. is amazing. First of all, <laughs> that gimmick... Uh, they didn't have to change his name. Like 
the him as just Patrick Clark doing that would have worked just as well. But the name change and like how how they always say that his style is ambiguous and little things like that is pretty good. L- yeah. Little touches like that. He is. Um, he will remember. Remember, I told you this. He, I believe that he will be the next heel NXT champion. That's um, high praise. You know, it's interesting. So who, this is the, okay, I will put this out there. I think okay. it's tricky trying to figure out who's ultimately going to be, like right now, Cassius Ono's a face, right? Yes. Yep. Right now, Drew McIntyre, I think they've been having him work as a face, right? He is a face. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Alistair Black's a face. Yes. Hideo is turning, I it, think. Hideo's, Hideo's turning, turning. But yes. I would probably agree with AJ. I don't know that Hideo's going to be champion, because I've said all along. I and think, I don't think Hideo's going to be there. Right, I oh, think they're going to try to get Hideo back. Uh, is going to try to get him up because you know they've been investing in him for years. Um, I think that there's possi- a possibility that one of those guys ends up being a heel, and and that one of those three could end up being a heel champion before then. But outside of that, I don't think you're crazy, AJ. I think that you might be onto something. Look, the the dude clearly, and if you guys don't know, Sean, of course, being his role with MCW knows uh, Patrick because he came through the, the MCW, MCW school. Yes, he did. Um, he's got everything, right? Like, he's got it. He's everything. got everything. He's got he's, He is the best athlete in NXT right now. Wow. He, mm. he, listen, I'm going to say he was that going into it, to be That's honest what, with you. He, I, I, he's I, he's I, a when, great athlete. When he, I just don't. When he you came, sound stupid. No, when, Aaron, you sound stupid. When he's he, like, how wh- tall is he? Wait, what is he missing, Aaron? Because No, 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 no. If he's not anything, missing. I'm just saying, I'm just saying like. You know, Alistair Black is a tremendous athlete. Oh, you you know, foolish. If you watch both of them work and you think Alistair Black is more athletic than Patrick Clark, you are out of your mind. I mean, Alistair Black's doing 450s. And I guess it depends what type of athletic. But, Patrick Clark, listen, it, it, like, takes, like, it takes two to dance, right? Yeah, no, I, I'm, I'm, not, I'm not knocking on Patrick Clark here at all. Patrick Clark is a wonderful athlete, and, and as he showed on Friday night, he can cut a hell of a heel promo. Which was totally ad lib, by the way. They yeah, that, they, that they sent the message. They sent the message down for him to cut a promo. He cut it right on the spot. I mean, it was random as hell. Yes, <laughs> but it was great, and he knew it, it, calling out the the CVS. Yeah, he said, "I oh, used to what? I used to love Baltimore until you burned down the CVS." I'm oh, like, "Oh my god, what a reaction that got!" Right? Oh my god, dude! <laughs> wow, that is that that meant that he said because listen, if anybody that was there who liked him, obviously because he used to work. Five minutes down the right, street, right? It did a lot. He had to, to turn everybody against him, and that promo did exactly that. No doubt, no doubt. It was great. Show. Crazy is that is 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 how tall is he? Uh, six four. Yeah, I was. I He's was, six four. He's like two thirty five, two forty, probably. Yeah, bro, bro, and he could do everything. There's not one thing that Alistair Black can do that Patrick Clark can do. Maybe other than the four fifty, but everything else Patrick Clark does better. He jumps higher. He jumps farther. He does everything. Yeah, I feel like hey, this is just one of those times where I just got to say, Aaron's the worst. He likes to say, <laughs> well. well uh, all right, all right, all right. Let, okay. Let's, because we're going to, we got to get into this, the paper. We got to make sure that we're not losing listeners in the process. Um, <laughs> but I, 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 look, I agree. Patrick Clark has got everything. I mean, he has everything you could ask for. And I, I had heard that he did not love the character when it was first presented to him. Um, and I think that speaks even highly uh, to him that despite Most the fact don't. That, Despite the fact that he didn't love it, he said, "Okay, this is my character, and um, I'm gonna roll with it, and I'm gonna I'm gonna kill it." And he's clearly killing it. And NXT was a great show. And it, look, I'm glad that I saw that because I am I'm legitimately I would have been excited for Brooklyn either way. 
Um, Aaron and I are talking about going up. I don't know if you're going to go up, Sean, but like, I, I haven't been invited. By all means, we haven't gotten tickets yet. You can come <laughs> with us. Um, I, I'm more excited now because I, re- again, it's that reminder. It's why I told you guys I love the Brooklyn show last summer so much, mm-hmm. is because it was that that age of a new era, right? It was it was folks getting opportunities that hadn't gotten opportunities for, and it was a reminder of just loving wrestling and all that sort of stuff. And, and Friday night was a lot of fun for those reasons. Now. Let's get into what happened at the Money in the Bank. First of all, um, we we got a bit of a situation on our hands mm-hmm. um, regarding our picks. Uh, Aaron, run through how everybody did in picks last week. All right, let me uh, let me pull this up really quickly. I know here. That, I, had- I know that you were the big uh, the big wiener. I know that you went six and one with your picks. Six Indeed. and one. Yeah, which is, insa- yep, the- which is insane. He called both yep. Money in the Bank matches, although we'll address that in a second. We'll address it in a second. Wait, he, uh, actually, he actually got the Usos right? No, that was the one that I didn't get right. Oh, okay. Um, yeah. But other than that, Aaron... Yep. Uh, a- AJ, AJ went five and two, you went four and three, Ooh. and uh, Vernon Davis, uh, two and five. So it, <laughs> it doesn't... Is that good? <laughs> it's not great. <laughs> it's not ideal. Well, although, in fairness, we all kind of knew as soon as he said the colognes. Colognes. Oh. Like, we kind of looked at each other like, oh, boy. Yeah. Oh, Vernon, this isn't going <laughs> to be a good week for him. Um, now, all that being said, it doesn't really matter how we decide to handle the women's match, like whether we say, you know, what... What we do about that, as far as our picks are concerned, because what it, do you mean? What we do it, about it, Carmelo? Can, can I be, I, an, I agree. Can I be the independent straight. arbitrator here? No, no, no. We, it doesn't matter. But oh. I agree with, <laughs> I agree with those guys. That's how Carmelo I feel about won. it too. Carmelo yeah. won the match. That's yeah. the way that we would handle it. She got stripped of the briefcase after, but she won the match. Right. I agree with that. So that's it. Would have been irrelevant, however, because I was two matches clear of Vernon anyway. So even if we had had some controversy, uh, he still would have been the loser. Um, the question is, now, do we believe that Vernon? Like, I would. Aaron, this is I'm my. Going to, I'm going to make Vernon do it. Okay, this is, but this Aaron, is my question. Aaron just has to come to Richmond. Okay, that's what I wanted to know because Aaron, are you willing to go to Richmond in order to make this happen? Could would would it be possible? Here's here's what like if I got to uh, one of the preseason games really early down on the field, could you do it there or Man, probably that's a, not? That's a little bit I, I know I know guys guys goof goof off on the field, so I was just I obviously it's a how maybe, he's comfortable with maybe it. Maybe the fourth preseason game, maybe because he's definitely not going to be playing in that. Right, but. Well, we'll talk to Vernon about, yeah, I mean, whether I get him in Ashburn, whether I get him in Landover, I don't know about Richmond, but, you know, you guys do come back up I was going to say, it's going to be a while before then. My only thought would be if you would be willing, if you're not going to Richmond, to allow Vernon to pay the bet by singing to AJ instead. Ooh. Well, I I guess if we if we need that soon... I, I mean, I I'm just—I I think the payoff yeah. would be great. The payoff, if, yes. If we yes. could do it that way, if 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 you want to go to Richmond but get it done because you care that much about it, I'd love for you to do that. Yeah, no, I'm, I'm not. I'm definitely not going to Richmond unless. Okay, so short of that, my something. suggestion would yeah. be we allow Vernon to pay it off to AJ by proxy instead, who he also lost to. Like I know he wasn't the winner, winner, um, but we allow that to happen in order to to to, to make this to push this along a little bit. Fair enough. All yes. Right. All right. Very good. Okay. Now. Let's deal with this. The first ever women's money in the bank match. If you have a problem Uh-oh. with this, you're a fucking idiot. Well, hang on. Which That's part of how I feel which like. part of it? If you have a problem All with the it. fact that 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 uh, James Ellsworth climbed the ladder and took the briefcase off and gave it to Carmella, dude, there have been ladder matches where the belt fell and the person who grabbed it won. There have been <laughs> ladder matches 
there's been many in the bank matches, like Carmella pointed yeah. out on SmackDown, where there's been other outside interference. Yes. No, literally yes. no one booed when Bray Wyatt showed up out of nowhere yes. and pushed Roman Reigns off the ladder. Nobody. Roman Reigns would have won. Not a single. Every person there was cheering except yes. for kids and I, women. I don't have so the. Like, I don't have ding, the. I'm sorry. I don't have the ding button, so I'll just say ding. Ding. Yeah, I'm sorry. I don't have it. In front uh, of oh, oh, sorry <laughs> for telling the truth. <laughs> and, 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 and like Carmella said, Kane did it for Seth Rollins yeah. two years ago or three I, years. All ago. in agreement. That part of it, Here's I have. I have no. I have no problem with any of that. So now you go ahead and try to be an asshole now, Aaron. Yeah, I'm going. I'm going to be the asshole here. Oh. In all of those other situations, it was not the first. Oh, Money in the bank. So what? Are you serious? So you were. You were you? there at Awesome. You were there. Oh. At awesome you know this is a work, right? Charlotte. Charlotte <laughs> yes. No. I do. Here's here's the difference. Charlotte. You know. You were there at Awesome Con, AJ. You heard Charlotte talk about how. This was an important moment for women's wrestling. This was a chance for, literally and figuratively, a woman to climb the ladder, to get that image of someone on top of the ladder to do something that a woman has never done in the history of WWE. Okay. Hold on. Yeah. Hold on. And we didn't get do you that. Think ne- do you think there's what? never going to be another match? But the first one matters. And if you Why? Don't think the first, Why? If you don't think the first Why? one matters... Why does the first one matter for the first thing that any first? I, don't, I legitimately don't remember who won the first Money in the Bank match, edge. and I'm not. That's not. Oh, I, yeah, you do it. Edge. Okay, it's when edge. you said that, I remember it now. But I'm telling you, without being prompted of that, I don't walk around on a day-to-day there, basis as a wrestling fan remembering that Edge was the first Money in the Bank winner. There are there are women okay, wrestlers, the, there are okay, women's fans the, out there who have been waiting for years for a woman to climb the ladder and to get it in that. And so okay. for James, Ellsworth, here's the thing: if James Ellsworth had run around the ring, you know, let's say, let, let's go up to the part where he tips the ladder over. Let, okay. Let's start with there. At that point, if Carmella climbs the ladder while James Ellsworth is running interference, I don't think anybody has a problem with this. It's the fact that in the first women's Money in the Bank match, it was literally a man who grabbed the ladder, who did oh, the thing that, that that women, they weren't building this around the storyline. They were building this about, this was history. This is what Shane McMahon James was James Ellsworth is part of the storyline when yes. it comes to Carmella. And it's I know, all exactly. storyline. But as far as him cl- climbing up and being uh, getting that image of pulling it off the ladder, that matters. It matters to people. It matters to wrestlers. It matters to idiots. To- wait, wait. Can I, say who, can I say who it didn't matter to? The audience, when they saw him look up, when he looked around and he tried to pick up Carmella and she wasn't moving and he looked up in the sky and shit. they went, yes, they did. And soon as they went ape shit, he climbed the ladder, pulled it off, and the pot was huge. Huge. Now, was it not? And it also got him nuclear heat the next night. Yeah, which exactly. is the purpose. Right. Which is, and which exactly, is but, but I think there are ways no, to get no, nuclear. No, 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 no. Which is the, with his entire point of being with Carmella is to get her heat. That's why he introduces her and he runs down the city when he does it every single time. And he, he's the point. He's trying to get her heat. He got her heat in that moment. And guess who else it didn't matter to? Guess, guess, guess who else? Guess who, who else? Who, 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 who? Carmella, I bet she loved it. She loved being the best, being uh, Mrs. Money in the Bank, no matter how it came. Correct. Now, guess what? Now, if she ends up losing the match on Tuesday and they give it to somebody else, guess who won't love it? Guess who's the one that? Guess who's the person who actually suffers from all of this bullshit that all the people are bitching and complaining about? Guess who it is? Okay, so hang on, it's Carmella. I know. I know. Are you sick? Let me pause here. Let me pause here for a second. Uh, I agree with you, by the way. The if you're going to go that route, the, the route they did, stripping her is the wrong move. Right. Completely I, I, agree the, I agree with that. I, I'm, I'm on board with it. Hang on. Let me go back to something that AJ just said. AJ, do you think that they did what they did on Tuesday because of the reaction that they got after Sunday? Absolutely. Really? 
Absolutely. Okay. I, I mean, do we get a vote? Why, why else would they? <laughs> well, I mean, I, why? Because they because they do things. Well, because they planned it out no. that way. Because they always planned that they wanted to have another Money in the Bank match I, on SmackDown two weeks from now. You I, know I mean, like, I agree with Glenn. I think this was a total planned out move. Because let's face it, as much as we love pay per views and everyone loves a pay per view, more eyes are on free television. And as we know, ratings have slipped just a little bit. So, but that's all Jinder Mahal's fault, as we know. Jinder Mahal's fault, as as Aaron said. What can you put on that's going to jack up the ratings just a little bit? You can put on a Money in the Bank ladder match rematch, which is exactly what they're doing. There's precedent for this, okay? Long time ago, they gave us a free TLC match on SmackDown that everybody was like, why is this match on SmackDown? Which uh, Chris Benoit and Chris Jericho won back in the day. Yeah, and everyone's like, why? And that, that literally was like a month after the one I went to in Houston at WrestleMania. It was like, why is this on TV? Because they want to spike the rating. Yeah, I don't think I, – I, I would lean more towards I think this was the plan all along. Mm-hmm. But I would agree with Aaron, and I don't like saying those words at this no. point uh, because I disagree with his first sentiment. But I would agree with the sentiment that once you decided that on Sunday night, it's just a really weird thing to suddenly make your your face general manager do something that a heel would do. That's what happened on Tuesday. A heel well, would, for no reason at all, take a victory away from somebody. That's a heel move on 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 a on a Tuesday to suddenly say, "Well, all the rules say what you did was legitimate. There's nothing that we can." I'm supposed to. I'm the general manager. I'm supposed to play yeah. by the rule book. All, I'm going to lay out all of the rules, and all of the rules say you won. But the hell with it. I'm going to take it away from you anyway. And, and that's that's why, a heel thing. And that's why they should have flipped it because it actually made you feel sorry for Carmella. Right. When you yep. shouldn't be feeling sorry for her. Everything that she said in her argument was correct. And then Daniel Bryan agreed with her and said, but I'm still taking it away. What they should have yep. done is what it, it, they should have had the rematch but worded differently and said, hey, Carmella, you're now defending the Money in the Bank briefcase in a rematch. That's mm. the way they should have put it, That's as opposed to stripping it for her and doing it again. It would have been good, actually. I would have liked that. I would have liked that. Um, wouldn't mind that. And, and again, it all gets fixed if you just do it. In a, you know, do it originally this a slightly different way. If you have Carmella be the one while Ellsworth you, is, you know, still doing stuff well, to get some major heat. I still don't have a. No, you keep coming back it, to that. Right, you're, gonna, if, you're on an island on that if one. If Carmella touches the if dude, if Carmella touches the briefcase, this is an end. It, the the storyline's done. You know, there's no place to go after there, there's that. Still, but there's still major heat involved. I mean, first of all, are we? what are we assuming happens here? Are we thinking that Carmella does something underhand to get the briefcase back? She, she, or do yes, we think that, she wins it back. I hope so. Yes. Yeah, so she totally I, wins so it I back. I guess back. my question is. I don't think she does. I think she's going to lose it, and I'm going to no. blame Aaron and all the fans. <laughs> like, <laughs> Again, I don't think WWE cares about what the fans are saying about this. If they're thinking about anybody, it's the fact that places You're right. Like you're right. PS- you're, ab- you're absolutely right. That's why uh, – Carmella didn't come out to start the show and do an entire 10-minute promo on the fans and not talk right. about the fact of how proud she was that she won it. You're right. Again, it has nothing to do right. with the fans. You're right. It has nothing to do with the fans. It has to do with <laughs> some of the partners. The fact that they're in a business relationship with ESPN and ESPN was criticizing them for doing that. People like Wait, that. You, well, think, you think they did that because on, of ESPN? No, 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 not directly. 
I think that there was. No, I think that no, if it was just some no, random IWC no, fans, like no, you said, that they no, don't give a damn no, because they've never no, given a damn about no, the IWC no, fans in the past. No, wow. This would be the no, first time they ever no, made creative no, decisions no, based on the no, IWC no, reaction. No, if it's they, just no, a small no, pocket dude, of IWC no, reaction. Come no, Aaron. No, you really no, believe no, what you just ESPN said? Is, ESPN is criticized. Okay, when is, ESPN when is, has. When is the last time WWE has made a creative decision based on what the IWC wanted? Literally well, never. Wait. Well, hang on. AJ's never. arguing that they just did. AJ's arguing that right now. AJ's saying right now. Literally bringing in Kevin Owens. Literally bringing in Sami Zayn. Literally pushing both of them. Literally yeah. bringing maybe, in AJ. Styles. Maybe changing. Right. Hang on a second. Maybe changing the main event at WrestleMania because the uh, yeah. the the. But again, but that didn't happen until ESPN started doing the yes chance at Michigan Stop. State. Stop. The bigger you, thing. You are. Oh, are you working oh, for oh. ESPN yeah, now? Right? Like, no, I'm not. But literally, it wasn't until mainstream when the IWC was complaining about summer. Did they do oh, anything? So it, no, it wasn't until they started so, the yes so chance started to get mainstream play that so, they decided to change it in February. These are so, facts. So, 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 is it a fact that ESPN and other outlets have have talked about how Roman Reigns gets booed all the time? Say this again. You heard what I said, motherfucker. It's a fact that ESPN and other outlets have mentioned and brought up the fact that Roman Reigns has a split crowd, and so does John Cena, and that people yes, boo him. Yes, and they, ESPN and, they and business talk, partners have and not been talk, directly critical and they talk, of it. No. And they talk about it on Good Morning America Dog, ESPN and all wasn't, other things. ESPN today, wasn't yeah, right? critical of the Randy Orton-Batista main event either. They didn't cover no, wrestling to that extent. They didn't care. Yet. They yeah. were business partners. Right, so again, you're suggesting that now all of a sudden ESPN is calling the shots as to I, what the I'm WWE does. I'm saying that there were bigger partners involved who heavily criticized this because of the and reasons that I was saying what? this. And you're basing this off what? I'm saying that it would be it would be a very odd thing if it would be a very odd thing if Donald Trump, I'm asking you a question. <laughs> what are you basing this statement off of Donald Trump? Wait, other than your own statement uh -oh. that the ESPN? My, yeah. my statement is based on the fact that by and large WWE does not care about what a small pocket of the IWC okay. universe That's believe. That's fine. You can say that if you want. That's true. Whatever. Okay. And I'm saying, I'm saying, your why should they? And exactly. So what's the difference here is that some of their business partners, including ESPN, were heavily critical, directly critical, not just saying, oh, look, Roman Reigns is getting booed here, but saying this was wrong. And and right now that is the one big difference between that and everything else. And okay, it, it, if this was if this was not part of the original plan, if this is like what AJ said, this is a response to something. I would be very very surprised if it was a response to the IWC universe. Okay. As AJ so by your argument, you're saying that WWE's never bringing back Hulk Hogan, right? Because I know ESPN has dragged his ass through the mud. And I and I know on this show you have talked about the fact that he will be back in WWE. And is is ESPN not their Probably partners? Probably if, 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 if they bring him back and ESPN writes a long piece about how it was wrong to do it, I think that they might hesitate. Yeah, I can I couldn't disagree with you more. I think that you are wildly overestimating the value of the the partnership with ESPN that just began. And I'm that, trying to figure out if they did change why they changed. Okay, and again, that's the and, only and, and I think that you're you're throwing this out there as though it's an obvious thing when you're not really thinking about like the ESPN partnership is. So so minimal for the WWE right now. It's so incredibly minimal. You know who it's great for? ESPN. Right. That's who this is for. This is not for the WWE, who was fine for years <laughs> without ever having the ESPN involved.
who did not need ESPN in any way, but ESPN noticed there were a bunch of uh, other websites, i.e. the Baltimore Sun, who were getting tons of, of clicks to their sports department from professional wrestling and said, oh, if we start a professional wrestling vertical, perhaps that would help us in getting clicks and getting eyeballs. This is a far more valuable. What the WWE gets out of it is what? Is... ESPN shows up at SummerSlam when there's dick else going on that weekend <laughs> for them to cover is that ESPN shows up at it at, at, at gives them a, a small interview every week on fucking ESPN news that nobody's seeing that's that valuable for the WWE that they're going to let ESPN and their opinion makers decide how they're going to do their uh their, their their writing their booking dude that's nuts so why did they change then why did they change? It, I don't this think is they did change. change. I told you. Sean, I think it's part of the plan. Why, Sean and I, I gave you that, That's what I'm saying. I'm, I'm, I'm responding to AJ's idea that this is this is a result of the IWC complaining, as he as he was saying. But here's the thing. Here's the thing. Here's the thing. Here's here's why our statements are different. Our statements are different because Carmella didn't come out and deliver a 10-minute promo about how the business partners of the WWE are the, uh, were complaining and her name was still trending because they were writing articles about the fact that, that a man was the one that did this and not her. She was talking about the fans and everything that they because said. Because she's cutting a promo on the fans. She's not cutting a promo on the business partners. But also because the fans were the reason why her name was still trending 48 hours later. Well, sure, the fans are, but that if if they made the change... It wasn't because of the fans. That's all I'm saying. There was another reason. If there was a that, that's a that that's fine. If you can say that too, but then don't just out of nowhere say, you know what? I think it was because of this business partnership that I have no evidence to support my claim with. Well, I, I I'm just trying to figure out why there was a change because it wasn't the fans. It wasn't the fans. Well, again, but that, you're just saying that you don't know that. That's you know that's an opinion. It, the would, same it the, would be very out of character. Well, I disagree. Again, they, they they made the change to the WrestleMania main event because of the fans. It had nothing to do with ESPN. It had everything to do with the fans. They made Triple a change. H said it had, Triple H himself said it was because of the, I mean, yes, it, indirectly because of the fans, but because of the mainstream attention that Daniel Why did Bryan it get mainstream get? attention? Well, yes, indirectly because of the fans, but the director, if it was just the, uh, you know, the, the people gonna keep doing, commenting gonna keep on doing Twitter. This. We're going to keep doing this. Do okay. Right. Let's move on. Hey, right. hey, hey, how did, quick question. How did ESPN find out about that video from Michigan State? Mm -hmm. When People. when uh, when uh, when they were the, doing the, the yes chant at Michigan yes State, chance. guess guess how they found out? Guess I'm guessing the fans probably uh, had Twitter. something to do with it. Twitter, Twitter, my Twitter guess, the right? Yes. Probably the fans. Yes. Mm -hmm. the, the the moral of the story is that none of us know. By the way, Sean and I could be right. It could be that this was their plan all along. AJ could be right. Perhaps Aaron's crazy theory about ESPN could be right. I, I can't fathom why Aaron's giving all this credit to ESPN. I don't understand that. I, uh, I wasn't direct. ESPN was the example. Oh, he I does work for ESPN 980. I forgot about it. <laughs> oh, it no, no. I work for Dan now. Snyder. I don't work for John Skipper at all. Uh, oh. God damn it. Um, look, I, I still I maintain that once you did it, this was the route to go. But I get it. Look, they're going to get... It's going to be good for them next week when they have a, a Money in the Bank match on SmackDown. That's clearly going to be a, a draw for them. And yeah, you know, and, th and think about this. This is why I said I think it was planned. Look how well planned out SmackDown is next week. We already know three matches. Yeah, that's true. When is the last time they a week prior, yeah, a week that prior they actually right. gave they don't, us they don't typically almost the yeah. whole show? You're right. You're right. I don't know why they think. I don't know why next week is the week. I don't know like what the demarcation it, it, it's is. It's a California thing. What do you mean? Because I think they're in Cal they're in Los oh, the Angeles. The or in the are they in LA? Is it a Staples Center I, I show? Think, I right. think it might be. Right. So yeah, well, yeah and then they oh, want they sense. want they want big events for that. There's no doubt about that. Yep. Um, what else do we need to handle from the pay per view? Uh, the Canalysis. Yeah, yep. I 
I loved it, except I didn't. Where were they on Tuesday? <laughs> yeah, that that was weird. Why didn't they show up on Tuesday? Yeah, I mean, I loved it because they're their, great. Their theme? Their well, they had. Well, they only have two amazing. hours. No, I hear you. It just—it seems like that would be something when you do that on Sunday. When you introduce it on a Sunday, it would just seem like that would be something you want to squeeze into well, your two hours. On and Tuesday. I think You're I have right, a theory on like that, though. They had like five segments for the women because of the money in the bank thing. Though. That's true. True. That's true. But I think I have a theory on that, and it has to do with Monday. Notice how Mike and Maria came in on Sunday. Mm-hmm. What do we see dissolve on Monday? Maurice Miz. Yes. I think they needed to get rid of one power couple to introduce a new one. I like hmm. it. I, like I can see it. it. I mean, it's yeah. to- totally different shows, though. I mean, it's. I agree, but same umbrella. Mm-hmm. I want to. Oh, oh yeah, you just ripped out. We just, we just lost those guys. Why saying, am sorry. I? There we go. Yeah, we're good. Uh, um, no, it's interesting. It's an interesting theory. I just, I would have liked to have seen them on Tuesday. That's all. I don't look. I'm not trying to make this a big deal because in the end, I loved it. It was great. I love the the bit. I think it's. It's a new character with a different direction, and that's always something good for do, WWE. Do you love that he took? Do you love that he took her name? Yes, I love that. Is the story true that like that's because Mike Bennett is intellectual property of Impact Wrestling? No, no. Mike no Bennett shot. is his, first of all. Mike Bennett is his name. Okay, so yeah. he can go anywhere and he wants. Uses Mike okay. Bennett. Then I love it I'll even more. Say, However, it, it's, a, it's great and, nuclear and, and, heat. And right. Oh, I love it even more because of that. It, it's great heat. But let's be honest here, and honestly, this is where I hate to say this, but who knew? You know people live in the WWE bubble, so they have no idea who Mike Bennett is. So Mike Bennett coming in as a name, he wasn't that big of a name any other place. No, oh, I agree. I look, I oh, I, yeah. I love it. Yeah. I love it. I'm tell- I think it's tremendous for yeah. that for the character for the. I I kind of yeah. hope that he's playing a cuck, frankly. Like I really <laughs> kind of hope so because it's a great play on what's going on in pop culture right now. Like I oh, hope yeah. that's part of his character. I will say oh. I am very surprised he did not go to NXT. Are you surprised he went straight to SmackDown and not NXT? No, because like I a, am, because yeah. of Maria's involvement, I think they want her back on television. You and it would have been really tricky to put her on on the main roster and send him to NXT. And I also think that, uh, from what I understand, they were almost they were in a bit of a bidding war. Like he had a bunch of options, so they he might have just said, "I'm not going to NXT. I can go elsewhere and and be on TV regularly." Yeah, but um, why would you not want to go to NXT? Well, I, I don't know. It's Maybe a good place to be. Uh, I, I don't know money? exactly. Yeah, it's fair too. He's got a good point. No, but the paycheck is probably a little bit nicer when you're on SmackDown. There's there's a certain person right now who's in Impact Wrestling who tried to play that game, and you take the deal because there's money on the back end. Trust me, that's the reason why Bobby Roode took the deal. It's the reason why Eric Young took the deal. Notice the people I just said that person's partner did not take the deal, and look where he is now. All right, I hear you. I hear you. I I still I. Look, I think from a WWE perspective, I think Aaron's theory about Maria is the one, and they have done a fairly good job of whatever show the your wife is on, your spouse is on. Mm-hmm. They've been trying to keep spouses together on those shows, yes. like real life spouses together on those shows. Except so I, for Carmella and Cass. Um, yeah. are they married? I thought they were. Well, not, they're they're not they're married. An item. They're right. I don't. I think they've been. But I think that's together. been. A, yeah. You know what's funny is you say that, but then um. Uh, literally the week after Dean Ambrose, yeah, Ambrose and, and Renee got, yeah. got married, they switched shows. Yep. <laughs> oh, but I thought Renee still does both shows now. She, I thought like she technically does. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think Renee's still doing both shows. They can stay on the road together. Yeah. All right. Um, 
gender still the champ, so I have no idea how that affects my theory about John Cena. I guess it looks more and more like it's going to be John Cena saving America from Kevin Owens than it does Owens, saving America. With, with, with the open, right, the open, open challenge. challenge yeah. Yeah. July 4th. Yeah, yep. so again, we were kind of talking about both those theories. Could John Cena be saving America from Jinder Mahal, or will it be saving America from what, Kevin Owens? When if it looks like he's going to save America. in that match? He saves America from both of them at the same time? <laughs> I mean, do you put it past How them? perfectly John Cena would that be? <laughs> On the Fourth of July, the he wins both belts and <laughs> saves America and, from and Jinder he wins Mahal. The money in the bank as well. Oh my God, that would be the most incredible moment ever! <laughs> uh, oh my God, and yes, he takes it to Raw because he has to take the belts to Raw. Uh, and uh, oh. a- AJ, I have no idea. The other thing that we didn't get on Tuesday was the Fashion Files, and that should be illegal. Yeah, but we did get we did get to see uh, New Day cut a joke about. Using jelly and peanut butter as anal lube. Yes, that, that was yeah. all right. That was all right. <laughs> <laughs> but again, I feel as though it should be illegal for us to not get and a drop the soap, soap reference. So, yeah. I mean, uh, I, it's hard for me to complain with when I get back such quality work from the new day. No doubt. All right. Anything else, Aaron, before we let you uh, get back to your honeymoon that you want to comment on from uh, SmackDown or the pay per view? Uh, you know, I, I like, again, I. I think that they did a good job as putting the briefcase on Carmella and Corbin. Hopefully Carmella gets it. Corbin, I think, you know, we already saw it on, I, I saw the video on SmackDown. I didn't get to watch all of it, but I saw the video. Just his presence is great with the briefcase, just being able to come down to ringside. I think that was a perfect decision there. It makes all the sense in the world. Uh, other than that, no, I, I don't got much. All right, very good. Uh, at the Aoster on Twitter, of course, Baltimore Sun, Rolling Stone, whenever he gets back to America and, and, and worries about wrestling again. And uh, enjoy your honeymoon, sir. Uh, the best of the misses, and uh, we'll talk to you next week. All right, I got a rum tasting in an hour, so oh, yeah, got a tough life, oh, dick. <laughs> uh, we've got some important stuff to do. As in our next segment, we're going to talk about a tweet that got a lot of traction this week from Al Snow, an opinion that he shared about wrestling fans. The great Al Snow will join us. That's next. I'm Glenn. He's Sean Creedle, and he's the main event. AJ Francis, the Washington Redskins. This is jobbing out. Want to see the Ravens take on the Jaguars in London on September 24th? Just go to pressboxonline.com slash London. You can win the grand prize, including airfare to London, five-star hotel accommodations, game day tickets, and more. Get all the details, contest rules, and enter now at pressboxonline.com slash London. No purchase necessary. Presented by Pressbox, sports tickets unlimited, and be more around town. What does everybody want? Back in here for segment number two. It is jobbing out. Glenn Clark, Sean Creedle in for Aaron this week, and... The main event. AJ Francis of the Washington Redskins. So, boys, we, uh, we saw a tweet this week, and it led to some interaction that we had with listeners, and AJ and I, of course, have um, some different opinions about... And because the, I'm smarter than you. Oh, stop it. The, <laughs> the man who authored said tweet. I'll just read the tweet. This is from the great Al Snow, one of the great performers the last couple of decades in all of professional wrestling. He says, to wrestling fans, you enjoyed wrestling when you knew nothing about it. Go back to that, and it will be fun again. Stop being a pseudo-expert. And, and he's 100% correct. <laughs> so true. So true. These are, this is what I've said on this show so many times, is that people care so much about the like actual outcome, who wins or how they won or anything, as opposed to the storyline 
being told throughout and the match itself. I watch wrestling for the matches. I like Roman Reigns because Roman Reigns consistently puts on a fantastic match. He's put on great matches with literally everyone on the roster. So Dang. has AJ Styles. So has Shinsuke. That he's everyone he's wrestled with. These are why I like these guys. And I don't sit here and I don't bitch and complain when <laughs> Roman loses a match. Or we Finn Balor loses a match. Al Snow, you don't. might need to hire AJ as your hype man or something. Yeah, right? I, I agree. I agree. He's awesome. <laughs> Al, thank you for taking the time for us, man. We really no, appreciate it. Hey, can you tell me like what, what inspired you? I, you've seen, obviously, the feedback this week. And, and I know you also did something some stuff for Sports Illustrated. But um, yeah. what, what inspired this? How did it come about that you wanted to share this? I just... Um, I have been as of late um, because I love professional wrestling. I've been blessed to get to do it for as long as I've gotten to do it. You know, I just I've been so lucky, and um, I just try to uh, everything I put out there uh, on social media as far as you know to do with the wrestling business is nothing more than just advice. And advice is, you know, um, if you're smart enough, I don't need to tell you. If you're dumb enough, you're not going to listen anyways. So correct. Um, and I know it's unbidden advice. It's not asked for. Um, so I'm kind of being a locker room lawyer a little bit. But um, at the same point, um, it's just I love the business, the wrestling business, and I want to see it survive and to thrive. And regardless of what people think, there are certain things um, that are intrinsic to what it is and why it works and why it doesn't. And, um, and you know, I think we live in a day and age, um, uh, not just as far as wrestling, but even other, you know, uh, other sports. Football, I'm sure you've, you've had to deal with this. And, uh, baseball, uh, uh, movies, etc. That we're in an age of familiarity. Um, we're, we have access to information, which the old saying, familiarity breeds contempt, could not be truer. And the more familiar people become with any topic or, or love or passion or anything, they become contemptuous of that very thing that they've become familiar with. And they now assume that because they have uh, information that they have knowledge as much as uh, somebody who actually does it, which doesn't, doesn't work. I mean, there's a, somebody quoted some kind of theory um, on Facebook uh, the other day about, oh, I've watched 10, I mean, literally, this guy made this, made this comment, I've watched 10,000 hours of wrestling, and so my opinion should have some value. It's like, no, it doesn't, because it's an opinion. An opinion is the lowest form of human knowledge. <laughs> it requires little or no information to actually right. create. And it, it takes no experience whatsoever. I don't care what it is you do or, or what you, how much you actually know as far as information, certainly, you, you are very knowledgeable about a particular topic or subject, but until you have experienced something, you don't have a true understanding, and that's the key. You don't have a true understanding of the information you have. Case in point, uh, people go to medical school for, I think it's seven years, correct? And the first thing they do before they become a doctor is they have to go, go to residency, which is where they acquire experience to go along with their medical information they've acquired so that they have an understanding before they ever become a real doctor. And the assumption made by fans now is that because they've become so familiar, especially with us, I mean, especially, and that's, that's of course, 
the wrestlers. It's our fault, um, not the Internet and not social media or anyone else's, because we can control all of that if we choose to. Um, we've allowed this familiarity to grow to a point that people, the fans themselves who love it so much, have become so contemptuous that they now second-guess an armchair quarterback absolutely everything. Yep. To the point to where it now curtails their own enjoyment of the very thing that they, you know, say that they enjoy and love. And yep. my my advice, and again, it's advice. If, if a fan doesn't want to uh, to listen, doesn't want to do it, I, go. Ahead. I don't care. That's up to you. But my advice was just please for your own for your own enjoyment. Forget that you know everything. Don't sit there and try and second guess or hey, they should have timed that segment better or done a better promo or you know or all oh, that finish of that match. But one, as far as the finish of a match, you have no idea what business is being conducted. It's like reading a book and in chapter three, you've decided, well, this character sucks. And then if you'd have continued to read the book or at least let it play out. Seven chapters later, this guy's the most awesome guy on the planet to you. Because you don't know where this story's going to go. Correct. You just go along for the ride. And if the story sucks at the end, well, don't buy the book again. Or (laughs) don't invest in the character again. But don't continually berate and second-guess the book or the writer and then continue to buy his books every single time. I mean, that's the equivalent of insanity, you know. So, and I know that the argument, the argument is, well, that, you know, fans of sports teams will do the same thing. And, and they're yeah, stupid, too. <laughs> they are, but their business, sports team, listen, football, that business ain't suffering. You know what I mean? It ain't suffering. It's not on its ass. It's, it's doing great. Yeah. And, and so you can afford to have that. But wrestling is, is on its ass. It's, it's, you know, it's on hard times. And, and people go, oh, no, no, look at WrestleMania. Well, hey, WrestleMania is an event. It's not the business. It's not the entire business. And, uh, you know, we need the entire business to thrive, to survive. And we can't just have an event thrive. We need everything and everybody just to thrive and survive. Because especially in the wrestling business, uh, crap doesn't just roll downhill. It, you know, rolls uphill, too. And yeah. we're just, we, you know, we need the we need to protect it as much as possible for our own sakes, for the wrestlers' sake, because it's the wrestlers' business. It's not, it's not a writer's, it's not a booker's, it's not a promoter's. It's has been, always will be, the wrestlers' business, and they need to understand that to protect it, they need to. They can give information. They can people can appreciate and under you know. Uh, have an inside look, but the more you make people familiar with something, inevitably, the more contemptuous they become of it. Wow. Um, let, Sorry, that was no. Really long it's it's yeah. great, and and let me be the one because I'm gonna I'm gonna for the devil's advocate. I'm gonna play devil's advocate here. You're gonna play okay. Aaron's role. Yeah, because, I'm, yeah. yeah typically, because because so many things that Al just right? talked about. Was the same exact things I was saying to Aaron. I know, I know. Not so unfortunately, segment ago. Unfortunately, one of our hosts who writes for Rolling Stone is is uh, on his honeymoon this week. Is I know you're going to be soon. By the way, congratulations oh, on yeah. yes. getting Thank married. You. That's amazing. Thank you very much. Um, but I'm going to play devil's advocate. And I'm going to say something that I said when I was talking about it on the Twitter. I don't sure. inherently disagree with you. My okay. my my thought would be, 
if you're in a business where people care so much that yeah. they do this, right? Like they care so much about what you're doing that yeah. they're doing the armchair quarterbacking. That's yeah. a good thing, not a not a bad thing. Like that, I, I, you know, I'm not pe- disagreeing with you. Okay, I'm not pe- disagreeing. people complain it, about our show, and I'm like, armchair, their armchair quarterbacking though is, is is ruining the very thing that they enjoy so much, and and unlike and and to the point to where they now. Uh, consider that they um, that uh, here's the problem. Here's the real problem: is that on one side of the coin it ruins the enjoyment for the fan. On the other side of the coin, it not only ruins it for the fan, but they also now feel entitled to direct the performers and the promoters and the writers to do what they want their way. And unfortunately, there are a lot of people in wrestling, that are on the other side of the fence, behind the curtain, who now cater to that vocal minority and perform, write, and promote in a manner that appeases that vocal minority. He's right. And the, and the, and the thing that pisses me off the most is the fact that like every single wrestling show I've been to in the past five years has had at least a handful of assholes that feel it's their duty to make up as many ridiculous chances they can possibly make up just to try to distract people from the actual action that's in the ring. And that doesn't Absolutely. just happen at WWE. That's happened at Ring of Honor. That's happened at every every single independent I've ever been to. There's always people that think that I came and paid my money to be there to listen to them come up with stupid chants, and I didn't. And that pisses me off more than anything. Uh, they tried to, to, to bushwhack or hijack the show. Right. Mm-hmm. And, yes. Uh, because they now, again, it's that feeling of entitlement that they know as much, or if not more, than than the performers themselves. And they 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 have they don't. I mean, they again, they have the information, but they don't have the experience, which means that they don't have actual knowledge. And until you know, and for them, my advice again was just. Don't be a don't be a pseudo expert. Just just enjoy it. Now you can critique and you can have your opinions and you know and you can armchair quarterback as much as you want, but don't do it to the point where it ruins it so much for you. You know, but once you become a critic, critics can no longer enjoy movies that they go to. I mean, let's face it, we all go to movies, and then wrestling's no different than a movie. It's you're telling a story, and there are characters involved in larger and life situations, and there's always a a, a, a an objective to the story, which for wrestling is the win and the loss, okay, which I think that we've gotten way too far away with, but that's a whole different topic. And um, when you go to watch a movie, we all go watch, and some of them are not that great, some of them are, but we still sometimes are like, hey, but it was okay. You know, I got my money's worth. It was all right. You know what I mean? It has to be pretty bad for you to go, boy, that movie was, that sucked. I got to, I'm going to, you know. I think the only one that I ever went to and experienced that was besides Leprechaun. Um, was, was M. Night Shyamalan. If you say Leprechaun movie. Goes to the Hood or whatever that one is. Uh, no, no, the first one was, was so bad I wanted it. was convincing. But the, sec- the, the other one was M. Night Shyamalan's The Village, and it insulted my intelligence oh, so bad. I wanted to fly out to California, drive to his house, and when he opened the door, punch him in the face and demand my money back. I mean, it, was, it wasn't good. It, it was no. terrible. But, but if you're a critic, that goes away. That in- simple enjoyment 
of watching a movie goes away because now you're watching it for a different reason. You're not watching it to enjoy it. You're watching it to pick it apart. You're watching it to just to, to tell that, you know, to find out whether or not the writing was good, the lighting was good, that edit was correct, or, or, or the cinematography. I don't watch movies for cinematography or... And I love movies, trust me. I've acted in a bunch of movies, none of them great, but I've acted <laughs> in a bunch of movies. You know, and, but I don't watch it for those purposes. I watch it just to go and escape and have fun and enjoy it. And, and, and I love and am passionate about films. I love and am passionate about books and, and especially comic books. I read these things all the time. But I don't sit there and try to second guess the entire time, critique and evaluates and anticipates what comes next so that I can outsmart the writer. I just enjoy them. You know, and sometimes I'll read them and I'm like, well, that sucked. Well, I'm, I'm not going to read that character for a while because that was just the drizzle, you know what. But uh, where's Al Snow, I would and like to say that you are my why? spirit animal. <laughs> <laughs> oh, fantastic. <laughs> I mean, look, okay. Me again for the for the sake of playing devil's advocate. Al Snow is with yeah. us here on jobbing out. Um, I believe I saw was it was it our buddy Sean Merriman who tweeted you back after um, after you said that and said that part of this is on the performers to produce a better product. Bullshit. Um, it is. Okay. Yes. That's. Yeah. Bu- I think that's bullshit because no, I've no, no, been no. at shows where the match has been incredible and nobody's watching it because they're doing a stupid fucking chant. So that's bullshit. Aaron is, or AJ has worked yeah, up. He's, AJ. Here's, here's oh. why I say it's on the performer's part, okay? The performer, and this has been lost in wrestling, okay? This simple concept, and I ask it all the time, and that is there is only one thing that is fake about professional wrestling. I promise you. And there's only one thing that's ever been fake about professional wrestling, and it will be the only thing that this will ever be unless it becomes something else. As far as the wrestling will cease to be wrestling, it will become something else. It's never changed. It never will. The one thing that's fake about professional wrestling is the one thing that you, the fans, are paying to believe in. I don't care what you say. I don't care what you think. Ultimately, this is the one thing you want to be sucked in on and believe in. And that's that the finish, the outcome is real, that has gravity, that the win and loss matter. Hmm. And if the performer does not perform in a manner that allows you to do that, it doesn't matter the moves, it doesn't matter how many bumps they take or how many dives, etc. It, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter at all. You can do absolutely the magic, the beauty of professional wrestling, the art of professional wrestling is that you can do absolutely anything you want to do when you step in there and that bell rings if you can convince the audience and two things who you are and when and why you did it. That's it. Wow. Wow. You, and that's it. And performers these days are so focused on trying to get you to believe in what they do, not in why they did it and who they are. Don't think so? I have made a living making people believe that I can knock another human being unconscious with a plastic head. <laughs> Trust me, I can't. It's not possible. I could I hit remember, a toddler just, as hard as I could in the back of the you, head. It wouldn't knock him unconscious. You're ruining this for me. You're, you're ruining it right now, Al Snow. You're ruining a part of my childhood at this moment. You know what's Sorry. funny is that, is that I remember we went to WrestleMania 30, and uh, me and Aaron did, and... Uh, 
we saw Al Snow on Bourbon Street. He was up. You you were up in like one of the little uh yeah I like that. the yeah. little like decks or whatever, and you were just standing there and you and and we had the I remember I'm sure we weren't the only people that did it because it, the city was full of wrestling nerds, but I know that when we walked by, we had a crew of about 20 people chanting, what do we want? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I still remember that, yeah. <laughs> oh, so man. Al, right. one other... Oh, go ahead, Sean. Sorry. No, go ahead. All right. The, the one other thing that I wanted to bring up here is... Yeah. Um, and, and again, I'm saying all this agreeing yeah. with you. Like, I... Hey, I I, and if you don't, I, it's okay. I, I understand. No, but I, 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 I agree. I think the other thing is I, I will watch a television show and I will think to myself, boy, I wish they did more with that character. Certainly. Boy, I wish that we got more of this person on this show because I really enjoy them. And I, I think from a fan's perspective, they do feel as though they want to, to be able to – look, I, I'm going to say this. Say whatever you want. We'll go back to WrestleMania 30. Part of the reason we got one of the great moments in WrestleMania history is because fans bitched. I mean, let's tell the truth, right? Like, that's true. Fans bitched, and we got Daniel Bryan standing uh, in the middle of a ring holding a belt, and and it had a lot to do with fans bitching. Like, where's the line? Where is? Whoa, 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 whoa. Pump the brakes. Okay. Hold on. I got to call you on that. Okay. One, if that's the case, somebody needs to reevaluate what they were thinking. In all seriousness. Fair. Because, because my job as, as a promoter or a booker or a writer or whatever you want to call it is not to appeal to all of the people that are bitching about Daniel Bryan. My job is no different than a guy, a, a professional Hollywood writer and producer who is, is producing a comic book movie. I use this analogy all the time. If you have a set audience that know the characters, know the backstory, are emotionally invested before they even buy a ticket in, say, Spider-Man. Well, I have to write and produce a movie that, one, we're going to try to be as true and, and honor that as we can to the that one core audience, but I'm not trying to appeal to just that core audience, because if I do, I'm not making any money. I'm trying to appeal to the casual person who's never picked up a comic book in their life, probably never will, and we'll just want to go see a good movie. And that is how professional wrestling should be booked as well. And if they ever try a change or alter, or I'm going to just do Daniel Bryan because all of these, this vocal minority are bitching and complaining enough, they're, they're idiots. They're, they're, I doubt very seriously that Vince McMahon ever considered changing anything just because of that portion and i'm sorry hmm. as much as as powerful as you all think you are it's a small portion because mr and mrs walmart outnumbered you and mr and mrs walmart is should be the market we're always i, I agree with that i agree with that i think that there that even some of mr and mrs walmart were involved that particular time but that was also but that also goes along with the fact of the John Cena sucks chance. John Cena has proven match in match out over the last 5 years that he can absolutely wrestle with anybody yeah, in the world he's amazing, and he's one right, of the best yeah. performers in the world. But people still chant John Cena sucks because there are other fans that will chant John Cena sucks and people want to join in and sound cool. People will boo Roman Reigns that actually don't mm -hmm. have a problem with Roman Reigns because other people are booing him. People were doing yes chants who didn't have a problem with the direction Daniel Bryan was going in because other people yeah. were doing yes chants. 
It's called the psychology of anonymity. Um, it's mob mentality. Exactly. It, the more anonymous an audience can feel, uh, the more they will swept up into anything emotionally that you can create. It's easy. I mean, I hear you. I hear you. And, and I'm, you're, sure, you're sure as hell smarter than I am about this topic. I know that much. I don't know. I don't know about that. <laughs> to be quite honest. I, so, I, okay. I, the more I think that I know, the less I re the more I realize I don't know anyone. So, so if, you're, if someone's a wrestling fan, they watch mm -hmm. something and they don't like it. Sure. What, what would you encourage them to do? Um, wait and it'll change, you know. Um, or if it's a particular character or personality, um, then just, you know, find somebody, uh, in, in wrestling terms, find another character that gets over with you. Because um, the term to get over, get the baby face over, is to live vicariously through that baby face, to want to be them. And that, that doesn't change from any form of how you tell the story. That's always a must. It has to be done. And hmm. so find another character, much like, you know, on a TV show. You, uh, you know, I'm, I love watching Walking Dead, but uh, Rick, Rick's getting a little tiresome. So, <laughs> yeah. you know, uh, and it's the truth. I mean, I think his, his, they need to kill him off. But, hey, you know what I mean? And, and like, and I get it. Like, I watched the Walking this last season of Walking Dead, and I'm like, man, they're guzzling his baby faces. They're just guzzling. They had to, they needed to give that hope, hope spot a little, little sooner. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Just, Needed a little more, little more hope uh, to keep alive, and uh, but I'll still watch, and you know, but I'm not going to get so caught up in it that uh, an armchair quarterback and sit there and you know tell the writers, well, you you screwed up. You know, they may have ultimately a bigger plan than I don't know, and I'm hoping that they do, and I'm gonna, you know, and I still enjoy the show enough to where I'm gonna wait it out, and, you know see what happens because if it had been me to be quite honest at the end of the season prior to this one i'd have killed rick off wow. and you know why i would have because it would have gotten a ton of heat on negan right off the bat and it would have made him and then and off the bat uh, no pun intended but it would have <laughs> and and then it would have gave you a chance to build other baby faces on the show that have been sitting in the background you know but and i knew that when they went to the cliffhanger i'm like well if they're smart uh, smart booking would say kill rick you know, be done with it. He's had his run. He's gotten over. Now let's see if we, you know, give these other guys a chance. Because we might pull one out and breathe some new life into the show. Nah, we stuck with it. But you know what's funny? You know what's funny is that of all the things you said, the only thing that I disagree with is when you called Rick a babyface. He's clearly <laughs> a tweeter. This guy. This guy. But you know so that that's. Good. You know that's the mania main event right there, Rick and Negan. You, you know that we got to get to it. We got It's going to take what two years. But see now, here's the thing: you could have built the right baby. If you'd have killed off Rick, you could have built the right baby face up to where now it's that Negan and that baby face. And could you imagine Negan, back at Negan. Negan and yeah, Carl? Okay, so wait. Al Snow writes and kills off Rick. Who is the oh, new that's... big baby face? Oh, uh, that well, like he said, Carl. You could have. You could. You could put Carl over so strong and building, you know, and put so much heat on Negan and just, I mean. Yeah, especially considering Carl could have killed Negan with an automatic weapon and just decided not to fire like a little punk. But <laughs> could, yeah, he literally was in the back of the van with a gun in his hand and just didn't fire. Like, what, what, yeah. what was your whole purpose of going? I, don't even get me started on Carl. <laughs> 
Yeah, don't even give me that. If we've learned but, anything, it's that Al Snow should be writing for The Walking Dead. Walking that's Dead, what we yes. learned from this conversation. <laughs> is that's what you're gonna do? Yeah. Hey, uh, Al. Aside from uh, getting married, um, uh-huh. give me a rundown. What's what's going on now? I know that uh, there's been some changes uh, for you yep. professionally. Just uh, you know, let let us know what's up. Well, I was, I was recently, well, just a couple of days ago, I think, uh, released from TNA. And, you know, I had a great run there. Um, have no regrets. Uh, yeah, I mean, you are right. You know, By the way, we've had some issues with this in the past where performers get released around the time they're getting married. I mean, are you, you, you all right with that? <laughs> and, you know, it can be, it's never a good time. I mean, it, it is what it is. Everything, you know, and I try to live my life this way, that everything has a beginning, a middle, and an end. Everything dies. I mean, it, it's a fact, and nothing lasts forever. And and you know, the only inevitable in life is change. And um, you know, I've been in this. I've been a professional wrestler, going now 35 years. Do you know how many times I've been let go from places? Oh, sure. Yeah. I mean, it's just what it is. You have a run. Um, you try to make the most of it while you're there, and uh, the opportunities that are presented, and then uh, you know, you move on. You go to a different territory do something else you uh, recreate yourself and uh you know um i'm excited i mean i i really genuinely am i mean and every time a door closes something new comes up and i just i get to do more things and uh and i know that this will be the same and um you know and i have you know um tna i mean it, it of course there, there were um difficulties at times in our relationship and uh, which a lot of people go through, but if at any point in time I didn't like it, I could have left then. I'm not a tree. I didn't have to stay. Um, <laughs> it served its purpose for me at the time. I dealt with it and uh, with the, those difficulties. And, you know, I hope, truly hope for wrestling that they um, not only thrive, not only survive, but thrive and, and do great. And maybe someday I'll go back and do business again. You never know. But uh, um, I got, and I'm also involved now with a uh, new supplement company, and uh, I'm a partner in supplement and uh, clothing, athletic clothing called Extreme Fitness. That's located in London, England, and uh, we're going to launch worldwide in September. And um, we're uh, looking for ambassadors for the uh, clothing and such, and uh, and for the supplements. And uh, I have my Arsenal Wrestling Academy yep. in London as well. Um, and I have affiliate schools for the Al Snow Wrestling Academy in Denmark, uh, Romania, um, Portugal, uh, now working on one in Italy, uh, one in Chile, uh, and one in Greece. And, um, you know, um, uh, it's, I'm, I'm thrilled with that, and I'm hoping that I can build it up and to a point to where I can create a network where students can go and when they've evolved and gotten to a certain point and plateaued, they can leave and go to Greece and learn and evolve. Because philosophically, they're all going to teach what I want them to teach my way. And uh, But style-wise, technique-wise, that'll be completely different from school to school. And it'll allow wrestlers to go around and get seasoning and polish that when they do get an opportunity and experience, most important, experience. When they get that opportunity to, say, have that chance with WWE, then they'll have the understanding of what it is they truly want to do, where they can come right in and be a star and truly take advantage of the platform that WWE presents them. 
That's awesome. Uh, you, you're talking about your schools that are overseas. Why do you think now American wrestling fans are just finding out about scene, wrestling scenes from the UK or you know Australia or India that seem to now be front and center that companies are now fighting over? Yeah, and they've been there around the world. Uh, you know, I remember when I broke into the business in 82, and Al Costello, who was, uh, he was a wonderful guy, he started wrestling in like 1938, and he had talked about going to India and wrestling in front of like 200,000 fans at some kind of soccer stadium or something in India in like 1943. Um, it, it's always been there. It's just, I think the, you know, much like with anything, the access to the information is now more available than it ever has been. And, you know, um, fans are, uh, you know, the casual fan is now finding out about these these uh, places that have, they've always existed. You know, England was, the professional wrestling scene there was monstrous, you know, for, uh, I think the 60s through the 80s. I think it finally went off. The world of sport went off TV, I think, in the 80s or something, mm-hmm. maybe. And, uh, you know, it was, it was incredible in the U.K. Germany, uh, Otto Vons ran Germany and, and uh, would go into a town and set up a month-long tournament. He ran just one town and set up a tent and run it for a month at a time and sell out every night in the same town for a month. You know, the crazy. Um, you know, uh, and it's just the globalization of everything is just growing and wrestling is no different. It's, you know, going to continue right along because wrestling has been and always will be a mirror of society. Yep. Yep. And it's awesome for wrestling fans that all of these options oh, it, are there. Like, it's just, it's, it is. it's incredible. It, it really is. But, but, and I cannot, because every time I get this platform, any type of platform to take the opportunity, I try to educate more really the wrestlers than I do anything else. I really try because it's, it's, it's absolutely essential that they do not forget that what we're selling, what we're truly selling is the outcome. That's it. We're not, we're not selling athleticism. We're not selling anything other than who you are and why are you in that ring? Because we're supposed to be professional prize fighters, meaning that the, the lie or the work or the con or the sham is that we're actually out there in the ring trying to do whatever it is we're trying to do, beat the other person and not lose ourselves. And if you can't allow an audience to believe in that one simple concept, they won't pay to see it. I don't care how how athletic you are. I don't care how adept you are at doing a move. And I don't even care how great a character you are. It's not going to happen. You can't believe in why you did it. But those are the two essential things. Who you are and why you did it. Bottom line. Johnny Valentine used to say all the time, and I stole his quote, and I believe in it, and that is, I can't make you believe professional wrestling is real, but I can make you believe I am. That's good. That is really good. um, Guys, last thing, last thing. Yeah. What do you think everybody in, especially the United States, knew that professional wrestling was fake? Because one guy pointed, you know, popped off and said, well, your your old boss, Vince McMahon, uh, told everybody that wrestling was fake. What do you think everybody knew wrestling was fake? I mean, before that. 
1938. Right. <laughs> right. Yeah. Like, forever. So, yeah. Yeah. yeah no doubt. Everyone. So no why doubt. have people over the decades continued to pay in the thousands to attend it and watch it and care about it? Because the performers gave the audience what they paid for. The wrestlers, if you're listening to me, try to do that. Damn. Don't try to appeal to just that pseudo-expert fan who is literally killing off the very thing that he loves by trying to dictate to you to perform to his interests. Try to perform to yours that allow you to be able to make a living off of the wrestling business as opposed to just keeping it as a hobby. At the real Al Snow on Twitter, follow this man. Follow him because he has got some wisdom that will be good for you. And uh, I, I, we need I to don't do know this. About that. Oh, stop! That stop that. Follow him. That's that's incredible. Um, Al, we uh, we really enjoyed this conversation a great Absolutely. deal. We we'd love to do it again. Um, I we we can't we can't congratulate you enough on getting hitched this thank weekend. Enjoy uh, it. I'm lucky man, I'm really am. That's awesome, Al. Hey, thank you so much for taking the time for us, man. Thank you guys very much, and. Uh, Hopefully, I'll see you down the road. Okay. Wow! Awesome stuff from Al Snow. That was whoo. That was uh, like a like a the friggin' lesson, man. That's a, that's the next guy that's got to come and speak at MCW. I think uh, Sean Creedle. I know. I need to make that happen. I got to make that happen. I can't believe he's never like he told us before he came on the air. I can't believe that he's the one. I would assume he would have come in twenty times by now. No, but. and the fact that we had we've had Mick Foley multiple times right? and everything else like, but Al Snow for some reason never come across MCW. Well, that was awesome. Um, it's almost like he said a lot of the things that I say every <laughs> single fucking week. <laughs> and when Which, I say it, you guys say, "Oh, it's just AJ. He's just being AJ." No, I say uh, you're. I say you're a mark. That's what I say you are. Yeah. I say you're a mouthpiece for the WWE. That's typically Al <laughs> Snow literally comes out and says the exact same things that I've been saying. But okay, for but I think that, I think that we agree about a lot of stuff. I just think that, as I said to him, it's the nature of being a fan of anything. Like I, I get I it. I don't agree. I think ideally everyone who enjoys something should be able to be more like you, AJ. Like I should just be able to go watch uh, my favorite band play and not be bothered. Like when I went and saw ACDC and they didn't play Money Talks, I couldn't help it. I was upset they didn't play Money Talks, right? It's just the way that it is. I wish I could be more like you and not care and just enjoy the fact that they played the 50 other songs that I wanted to see them play that night, right? But like for whatever reason... I love, among my favorite ACDC songs is Money Talks, and they didn't play it, and I was pissed. Well, the reason is because you're a cynical dick. I probably am, yes. I'm not going to argue with you on that. <laughs> I wish I could be more like that. But it's a, it's a great problem to have when people care so much that they're angry about it. That's, that's I don't n- think so. Oh, I, dude, I can't. You need people. If, they're that, if they care that much that they're angry. When people are angry about something we do on this show, I high-five. Because it means that people care enough that they bitch about it. They can care, but no. you can't let them dictate what you do. There's a difference between caring do. and trying to overtake the show. I right. agree. I agree with that. I do agree with that. I'm not. Look, I. You keep saying this like you're talking to me. I don't boo Roman Reigns. I don't go to the show. I do silly, goofy things when we go to shows, right? Like I'll be the guy that. I started an I enjoy this chant once at MCW, which, by the way, <laughs> was very genuine because I genuinely enjoyed the match. And I wanted people to know that I enjoyed the match. And because I think that this is awesome is a stupid chant because like there are things that are not awesome that people chant this is awesome about. True. But I think that I enjoy this is a fairly a reasonable chant to start, is to say, this is enjoyable. I want you to know that I enjoy it. And that's actually the entire way I just started. I just blurted out, I enjoy this. And all of a sudden it became a chant. That's not my <laughs> fault. But I, there's nothing wrong with that. Um, I don't think you blurted it out because I'm pretty sure you probably said I enjoy. I this. didn't actually. I literally did just blurt out I enjoy this. Now it was a time where nobody. It was like there was. Which match was that? I don't even remember, man. I don't. I wish I could tell you when it was. It was a couple years ago. 
Um, and it was a good match. It was a really good match. And I just wanted people to know that I enjoyed it. That's all. <laughs> That's all. Um, but yeah, I hear you. I hear you. Everything. I hear everything that Al Snow's saying as well. I don't. I don't disagree with it. Um, I hope Aaron listens to this when he gets back so he can hear it. <laughs> uh, I'm sure, Sean, as a booker, you come across these same problems. All the time. Yep, I'm sure. You, you, can't, it, you can't let the fans totally dictate the way you're supposed to go. What did you think, what did you make of what he said about the Daniel Bryan thing? Like, it seemed like he was alluding to the idea that, like, that's what they were going to do. That wasn't really about. Uh, okay, here's why I agree with him. Um, Batista has said when he came back, when he signed his contract and they gave him the idea what where they want to go to WrestleMania, he's the one who said, listen, this is not going to work. Interesting. People, people are not going to be interested in me coming back. They're going to want to boo me because I'm Mr. Hollywood now. It's the same thing as, as with, the, you know, with the Rock experience uh, during that last run before he came back. So he wanted to come back as a heel. The writers and everyone was like, no, man, you're the big superstar. You need to come back as a face. First night out at the Royal Rumble, what happened? It was a huge pop, right? Yeah, yeah, but then he got booed out of the building. So he goes back and says, I told you. And then that's pretty much where, who knows? I don't think that they would have went along. I think as far as Daniel Bryan, Daniel Bryan versus Triple H was supposed to happen. Maybe to your point, maybe they added the stipulation that he goes into the main event. My, it seemed as though that had everything to do with the reaction from the fans. Yeah, that 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 seemed as though that was the case. Yeah. Which, again, I'm not saying. I think the argument would be, and, and AJ has made this argument. And here's the thing. Here's the thing. That is very well justified, 100 percent justified. I actually agree with you. I think that because of. I think that what Sean's saying is right, that it was supposed to be Daniel Bryan Triple H, and then they added the stipulation because of the fans. I agree. That's all true. However, that was the one time right. that it was justified and that it worked. Right. And ever since then, fans have tried to do it with right. everything. You, it's not created the entitlement. Right. It's the created- fan, Contrary to popular belief, the fans did not insert Seth Rollins into that main event. He needed to go in there because where was he going to cash it? Oh, it was perfect. Where right. was he yeah. going to cash no, it? No, I hear you. I, I don't know. I don't know. I really don't. <laughs> right. There's no other place for him right. to cash it. If you're going to hold it to WrestleMania, granted, he could have did it on Monday. Yeah. But no, like putting him in there and creating a scenario was something yes, that it happened. Was, it was perfect. That had yes. never happened it, before. Yes. It was yeah, perfect. It's almost like how, you know, someone had never climbed the ladder and grabbed the briefcase <laughs> from somebody else. <laughs> it's, like uh, they did, they and, did, it's almost and, like they did something that had never happened before to, t- to try to create intrigue. And try to like show that there's more options. Yeah, it's almost like that. It's almost like that, isn't and, it? And here's the thing for the fans: if you want Roman Reigns to go away, stop booing him. The man is this close to main eventing his fourth straight WrestleMania. That he only puts that only puts him in Hogan territory. Realize Steve Austin never did that. Holy shit! Steve Holy Austin, shit. Never, The Rock has never done that. Triple Shawn H Michaels has never, never done that. that. No, yeah. right. Hulk Hogan, Hulk Hogan was the last one to go on last four times. That's remarkable. So if you keep booing Roman Reigns, guess what you're going to get in New Orleans? More, 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 oh, more, without a doubt. so much more. He doesn't so have to win more. the Royal Rumble, as proven this year, no question. to be in the final no match at question. WrestleMania. All right, let's uh, let's grab a break here. When we come back in, a uh, cool local story. Uh, Tahuti Miles is a football player at the University of Maryland, and he got the tryout this weekend down in Orlando at the Performance Center. So we're going to chat with him next about what that was all about and 
Maybe maybe we can funnel him towards MCW. Maybe we can do something like that. We'll see how that goes. I'm Glenn. He's Sean Creedle, and he's... The main event. AJ Francis, this is Jobbing Out. Charm City's newest football team, the Baltimore Brigade, are taking arena football to the next level at Royal Farms Arena. This is the first ever season, and you're going to want to be there for it all. Catch a great game with your family sitting close to the field, or get your night started with friends in the bunker party zone. Baltimore Brigade football is high-speed, action-packed, non-stop excitement everyone can enjoy. Get your tickets now at BaltimoreBrigade.com or by calling 667-930-0200. Baltimore Brigade football presents by MedStar Health, brick by brick. Back in here for segment number three. It is jobbing out. Glenn Clark, Sean Cradle in for Aaron Oster today, and of course, the main event. Vent. That's it. Yeah. Okay. Fair enough. He's AJ <laughs> Francis of the Washington Redskins, and of course, you know that AJ is a Terp. He is a former University of Maryland football player, and our next guest is also a former University of Maryland football player. AJ, you know, you think yourself a little bit of a Renaissance man, right? Like you're a, a, a football player, a musician, a, correct? A, a podcast host, correct? All of these things are correct. This guy, a football player, an army vet. And now a man who just tried out for the WWE last weekend down at the Performance Center. What a life this dude has already lived, and, and God knows what is coming in the future for Tahuti Miles, who joins us now here on Jobbing Out. Tahuti, it's good to talk to you, man. Thank you so much for taking a couple of minutes for us. Thank you. It's great to be on here. Dude, how does this happen, right? Like, you've done so much in your life already that this shouldn't be that surprising, but how does a guy who wraps up his pro football career end up in Orlando at the Performance Center last weekend working out with the guys from WWE? Well, um, I've always wanted to do the WWE since I was a kid. Um, and and uh, I actually got a, a really great opportunity. Um, I know um, Mojo Raleigh or uh, Dean Mutati played um, uh, football for the Serps too. And uh, um, he, you know, he introduced me to you know some of the, the guys down there and, um, I got a really great opportunity to go try out for them, and it was it was like a dream come true because like I, I've always wanted to do um, wrestling since I was since I was a kid. So yeah, man. Yeah, yeah. And, and and what's crazy to me is that like, how did you meet Dean? Because I played with Dean, um, and uh, I only played with Dean for one year when we were at Maryland at the same time. Um, and uh, how did how did your and Dean's paths cross? All right, so uh, it's kind of uh, I guess it's kind of weird, I guess. Um, <clears throat> actually, one of the guys that I, that I served with, his his wife, um, actually knows him, and she she lives down in Tampa now, I believe. Um, but I I, I, forget, I forget exactly how how it came about, but uh, I remember asking her. I, actually, I think they were mutual friends or something on Facebook or whatever. And I was like, oh, do you know him and stuff? She's like, yeah, I know him and everything. He's a cool guy. I was like, do you think that you can uh? You know, uh, you know, like give me his number and everything like that. I'll tell him I got it from you and stuff. So I, that's basically how I like got his number. I told him, and then I texted him. I told him, I told him who I was, and he was like, "Yo, what's up?" and everything. So that's basically wow how it, how it started. Yeah, that's cool. That's really crazy, yeah. man. That's crazy. Yeah. Now walking through the doors of the performance center, were you intimidated at all? Did you feel that your training, either through football or through the military? Um, helped you with what they were trying to teach you at the Performance Center? Uh, first things first, I was not intimidated at all. When I walked in there, I was like, I was like in heaven. <laughs> I loved it. I loved it. I saw all the rings and all the, you know, the weights and, you know, 
just everything everything in the, in there, and I was I was so excited for it. Uh, but definitely, the, the you know uh, the military and uh, playing football definitely uh, helped me because uh, like all that stuff is. I mean, it's it's, it's really physical, but it's just like everything else, you know, tough like that. It's it's really mental too. You know, they try to uh, they, you know they're trying to like um, basically like weed out the week. You know what I'm saying? Like yeah, they try yeah. to break you. Yeah, yeah, they're trying to like you know break you a little bit. And uh, you know, I've always been. A person that's had like a, a strong um, mentality and everything like that, and like you know, never quit and everything like that. So, and I mean, I, I more so got that from the military and stuff. But that's just uh, you know how I get through everything. So, do you, do you do you liken um, training at the performance center and and those tryouts? Do you liken them more to football workouts, like practices and and workouts and conditioning and whatnot, or to military training? Uh, I'm sorry, I said it one more time. I said, uh, do you liken the workouts uh, that you went through at the Performance Center more towards military training or like football conditioning work and football drills? Like, which which is it more like? Um, I would have to say more more like football, uh, just because like um, like the so the first thing we did was we we did uh, weightlifting and stuff. And, and honestly, like 90% of it, I've already done, you know, down in, uh, you know, um, strength conditioning for football down in Maryland. Yeah. So it was like, it was like, I've done everything before. So it was, you know, nothing new. And, uh, but yeah, I would say it's more, more like football, but, um, definitely different in its own way. Like that's, that's, that's stuff I've never, never done before. And, and the same thing, um, uh, Moto told me, he's like, I, you know, I asked him, I was like, you know, like, uh, what should I do for conditioning? So I should I run and stuff like that. He was like, no, he's like, running's not really, not really going to do anything. He's like, you got to do like, just like, like, uh, ring conditioning stuff, you know, it was, it was just totally different than what I've ever expected, but I loved every minute of it. So there have been famous stories to, and to Hootie Miles is with us here on Jobbing Out about significant athletes getting this opportunity at WWE and and not being able to handle the conditioning aspect of it, having gone through it, can you understand how that happens? Yeah, uh, definitely, definitely. Uh, I I mean, there was a lot of conditioning, and it's just like, and like I said earlier, I mean, it's physical, but you got to have the right mindset. Like, yeah, like it's like you know, like there were some things, like even even like um, I was like seeing the light, you know. <laughs> towards the end of it and everything, but uh, in, in my head, I'm just like, I'm like, you know, I'm looking at the bigger picture, you know, like, just, you know, I'm going to get through this, you know. That's crazy, man. That's crazy. Were there other outside uh, athletes, I should say, non-wrestlers, were, were there other ones in the training center with you at this time? Yeah, there was uh, CrossFit, you know, people from CrossFit, powerlifters, uh, uh, different types of martial arts, and, you know, it was just people from all over all over the place and different like uh athletes now what was the reaction to because i know that there were several other independent wrestlers who were there at the time uh did they have a different look or opinion towards the uh traditional non-wrestlers or was it one big happy party down there <laughs> no I, everybody was 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 there to help each other like nobody like you know like oh like you've done amateur wrestling. You know, nobody was like putting each other down or anything like that. Everybody was just like there, you know, to make best of their opportunity. 
Do you think, do you, were, I always wanted to know, so like you guys, it's, it's athletes and like you said, martial arts, martial artists and, and, um, other types of athletes, powerlifters and whatnot, people that had never wrestled before. And then there's independent wrestlers who have wrestled for years. Do they have you guys doing the same drills the entire time or do they have you start off doing the same drills and then they see who knows what and then they separate you guys? Like, how does that work? Oh, yeah, they make everybody do the same exact thing, no matter your experience. Uh, I mean, I was doing the same. I have no no professional wrestling experience at all, and which I'm working on getting that. But anyways, uh, <laughs> yeah. Um, uh, but yeah, like I was doing the same exact thing as like uh, I one of the guys um, you say has been wrestling for 17 years. You know, he's done over a thousand matches. I was doing the same exact thing as him. So. That's crazy. That's crazy, man. Like, holy hell. There's no way that you can be prepared for that. So you, yeah. you say you weren't going to get that. Does that mean that, like, if, if this doesn't, you know, play out for you with WWE this time, that you're saying, dude, I don't care. This is my dream. This is what I'm going to do. I'll go wrestle in, in, say, a flea market in, like, Joppa, Maryland. I'm just putting something just out randomly, out just randomly maybe, of somewhere like that. I'll go do something like that because this is my goal. This is what I want to do now. Yeah, I mean, like, like um, when I was there, I, I like, 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 I mean, like I said, when I was a kid, I, I, I loved it, and I, I watched it all the time, and I still watch it today. And, uh, and then when I was there to actually experience it, it just, I just found a different love for it, and just experiencing everything. So yeah, like, I want to, I want to, um, I want to go get, you know, some experience and everything like that, um, and uh, hopefully that'll, you know, help me and everything like that. So. So let's just say hypothetically, we knew a booker from a local wrestling promotion. Like, let's just say that hypothetically, right? Would would you be interested in maybe getting involved with a local wrestling promotion? Yeah, yeah. Okay, just hypothetically, that, that has national ties. Just, just, just <laughs> that just, you might be on the phone with right now. Just, just hypothetically, if if a guy who is able to put you probably in a match with literally anybody that, that you would probably want to on the independent circuit. If you just happen to be talking to that guy, would you hypothetically, in, in you know, would you be willing to hypothetically be involved? Yes, I would. All right, well, it's a shame we don't know anybody like that. It's a oh, shame we can't. Man. <laughs> uh, just so you know, so we peel back the curtain for Tahuti. Sean Creedle is the booker for uh, MCW Pro Wrestling. Uh, oh, the, okay. former, the former Maryland Championship Wrestling, and so uh, he is the man. Sean, you, you know, this is where you say, of course, the, the contract's on the table, right? This is where you make the offer. Isn't that how it goes? Oh, definitely. <laughs> I mean, come on. Hey, talk to Tory Smith. He, he, had, no, he had no issues uh, performing for us. That's right. Uh, just last oh, year. Really? I didn't even know that. <laughs> yes. That's right. He took a he delivered a blow, didn't he? I believe he delivered a clothesline. Yes, That's he right. did. That's right. <laughs> wow. He a clothesline, <laughs> I did no not doubt. know that. What did you find yourself, you know, like, and I know you said this is something that you want to do, but you did you find even more respect, perhaps, for for guys that do it from having experienced this this weekend? Oh, definitely, definitely, definitely. Like, like I, I would think I was like, those guys got to be conditioned because, like, bouncing off the ropes a million times and like all the rolls and it's just like all that you know stuff we were doing. I was like, you got to be really conditioned for this. I know those guys definitely are. So. Now, in addition to the, the physical conditioning, um, there is a performance aspect to this as well. How much did they dive into um, the performance aspect? Did they have you cut a promo? Did they have you describe a character? Did they do any of that at the Performance Center for you? Yeah, they uh, they made us all do a promo. Um, 
but it was like it's like they didn't want you to you know make make up a character or anything like that they just they just uh they wanted us to be real like they wanted um like they just wanted us to be us like you know just our our personality you know and just you know just show us what they got you know well, I mean, you know we obviously can't let you just say that and then not ask you to, to give us a little taste of the promo that you delivered. I mean, that we Yeah, I need, to, I need to hear this promo. Yeah. <laughs> I honestly don't remember. Oh, Tony, <laughs> come on, man. You're Okay, I, well, if we put you on the spot, can you cut a promo right now? Let's uh, say let's say you're playing Here's a, this is no, let, this is good. Let's say let's say let's say hypothetically you're you're on with a guy that is the booker at MCW, <laughs> hypothetically, and and he's the one asking you to cut a promo so he can cut you a check. Let's say hypothetically that's what's going on. Let's see. What would you and, do and by in the that way, hypothetical if, situation? I, what if we said we, we want you to go over, say, A.J. Francis? What if we wanted you to cut a promo on Washington Redskins defensive tackle A.J. Francis? Yes. Could you do that? Uh, I'm going to tell you now. I'm going to tell, <laughs> tell you what. I honestly don't even know how actual promos work. <laughs> they, like, like, so, so, um, so, I mean, like, like, like I said, like, they, they just wanted us to, uh, because they, because they, they knew, like, a lot of us, you know, never did that before. So, like, it was just like, you know, you're in front of your peers, in front of all the, you know, all the training staff and everything, and then in front of camera, and they just wanted you to be real, you know? Like, I, like, so I'm not really sure how to just, like, People cut a wrestling promo because I was never shown that or anything. So. <laughs> well, now, now, AJ, you think yourself a, a, a bit of a pro wrestler, right? Like you, you've got yeah, that. Correct. Yeah, correct. If if we had to have you cut a promo on Tahuti, you could do that, right? Yeah, absolutely. Okay. Probably, and I'd do it Paul Heyman style too. Oh. I'd make I, I'd make him I'd make him look like a million bucks. <laughs> hey, uh, to Hootie, give me an idea though. Like, what what do you do now? Short of you know, then after we finish this phone call, obviously we try to get you figured out how to get you to MCW with Sean. But but what do you what's what's next for you as far as are are you expecting like a follow up with WWE? Do you expect to like hear from them again, or do they tell you, hey, we want to check in with you? Like, where does where does it go after you have the tryouts? Um, well, they said, um, you know, it's going to, uh, take a look. I mean, I, I, yeah, on, on the, uh, on the email, it said six weeks, you know, uh, to hear an answer, but I think it's going to take a little bit longer because, um, they were saying their, their roster's kind of full or whatever at, at the moment. So, uh, so yeah, um, uh, as soon as like, as soon as they have like decisions made on everybody, they're going to let us know whether that's, you know, give us a phone call or email or whatever, you know, so, um. Yeah, just waiting for that. So, no doubt, man. Do you, or would you be comfortable if if they wanted you as part of your character to 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 be a, a service person, right? To incorporate that into your character, would you be comfortable with something like that? Yeah, yeah, definitely. Okay, I mean, that's it. Seems like that would give you a bit of a, a leg up on some of your competition, right? Like, <laughs> I don't, I don't think everybody's been through some of the same stuff that you've been through in your life. Yeah. <laughs> You know, uh, I mean, a lot of people have, oh. like, you know, in, in the military. Right, fair. <laughs> I guess there are a lot of people that are in the military. That's fair, but maybe not a lot that are trying to get into WWE right now. Uh, Tahuti Miles, former Maryland Terrapin, now uh, just coming off this uh, this tryout with WWE. Um, the the coolest moment. What was the moment that was part of the weekend that was the coolest thing for you? Um, I would say, I mean. Definitely, like, like I said, I I love I love like every second of doing that. Like I love being there. Like I knew like that was like what I wanted to do, 
and everything. But besides that, I would have to say just like the, uh, you know, all the people I've met and everything, everybody was like really cool and everything. Like, um, just like all the guys I got to hang out with down there. Uh, it was like a little, it was like a brotherhood for a few days. So, uh, I love to say that. Yeah. Yeah, well, one of those people was from MCW, by the way. That's right. Uh, Solo, Marshall Williams. I think you probably met him. Uh, yeah, yeah. Point. Actually, uh, we were on the same flight. <laughs> yeah. There you go, right? <laughs> there you go. Putting things into motion. That smells see, like that, that could... Could that maybe be like a match this summer? In see MCW how, see how, we, how we prepare people for the next level? Yeah, right? There you go. <laughs> That's what you got to get hooked up. <laughs> Hey, Tahuti, this is really cool, man. Um, this this Maryland pipeline of the WWE, by the way, right? Like, we got uh, Once Upon a Time, Darren Drozdov. Now, of course, Mojo. And uh, who knows? And it's going to be a race. AJ, who's getting the WWE first, you or Tahuti? Hopefully, Tahuti. <laughs> <laughs> Hopefully. Hopefully, the football will keep, uh, keep you busy, keep you away from that moving yeah. forward. Hey man, Tootie, what can we what can we plug for you? Where can people be following you on social media? What can what can we get uh, get out there for you? Um, well, I have uh, I have like all the social media. I have um, Instagram, which I probably use the most. It's just my first and last name, no spaces, all lowercase. Uh, and then you know Facebook, you can find me on Facebook. I have Twitter too, but I don't use it too much. And um. I have Snapchat as well. You know, it's all but the same thing. Is. All the same thing. Hey, oh, man. No, no, I think my, my Snapchat is 42 miles, I think. Okay, 42 I miles. Well, yeah. Follow him on Instagram. Don't worry about Snapchat. It's, it's <laughs> yeah. something else. <laughs> Um, hey man, this is awesome. We are uh, we're thrilled that you got this opportunity, and you know we've been fans of yours anyway. So we would love to see this continue and to see you get the chance. And uh, like I said, we'll 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 maybe try to see if we can't get in touch with somebody that might be able to help uh, book you, and just see if there's anybody we know that might be able to help you out locally. Hypothetically, can, oh, yeah, hypothetically. yeah, hypothetically, if you wanted to continue your training, right? Hypothetically, in a place that has three rings and a former WWE <laughs> tag team champion as a teacher, but hypothetically. Hypothetically. Yeah, uh, that sounds awesome to me. Hey, uh, Tahuti, thank you for taking the time for us, man. We really appreciate it. Thank you. Thank you. I appreciate it. Good stuff. Appreciate Tahuti Miles taking the time for us this week. Um, You think think we could do something? You think we could make something happen, Sean Gradle? I'm going to work on it. All right. Very good. Just send them my way. I will. I will do that for sure. I will do that for sure. All right, um, let's let's chat about Raw this week. There's two things that I want to address in particular from Raw this week, and I I already know that one of them is going to cause a fight. So I'll just I'll just say it. I told you last week I was afraid AJ of how they're going to handle Roman Reigns' announcement. They did exactly what I thought they were going to do. Uh-huh. It was it was the wrong thing for them to do. It does nothing to help Why? them. Because there's no way that a performer could come out, announce himself as the number one contender, and there'd be a bunch of guys in the back that were all just part of the same match with him that he didn't beat and just say, yeah, that's cool. I don't really want to be the number one contender. You're right. Well, he I should mean, just be I the guy. Like, I, I feel like I disagree with that considering of course literally you last do. segment. <laughs> we had literally last segment, we had Sean say that Roman Reigns is in Hulk Hogan territory. I, and because he's in Hulk Hogan territory, he gets to do what the fuck that's, he wants. That, again, fuck he wants. what you're talking about is from the perspective of the WWE. I get that. I'm talking about in this kayfabe world, the perspective of other performers that would just say, Okay. Oh, yeah, that's cool. Right. I definitely don't want to be the number one right. contender. Why wouldn't Finn Balor walk out and say, dude, wait a minute, I'm the... Because he got his ass beat by Elias Simpson. 
Well, yeah, that doesn't help, but that well, happened later no. in the night. Well, yeah. So, I mean, that, I mean, in fairness, it doesn't <laughs> it work that way. Yet. Yeah, right. There's a bunch of dudes in the back that all think of themselves as guys that are in the championship picture because you just had this this match to be the number one contender. Roman yeah. Reigns, of that group of guys, had no more claim, again, in kayfabe than anybody else did to being the number one contender. And yet, he did that, and you just sort of said... All right, we're good. He's the number one contender now. That's the way it is. Oh, well, oh, okay. So you're just pretending that Seth Rollins hadn't already started uh, working towards his feud with Bray Wyatt. So he's preoccupied with Bray Wyatt, as is Bray Wyatt preoccupied with him. Mm-hmm. Uh, Finn Balor is the one argument that you could make and say he should have came out. But at the end of the day, Roman had beaten Finn Balor in their last altercation, and that's exactly what he said in the promo. And then when Finn Balor was backstage about to cut a promo, and you don't know, he could have been about to say whatever he was going to say about how he doesn't think Roman Reigns is going to vote should be the number one contender, and he gets attacked by Elias Sampson. Then guess what? Samoa Joe did come out. So those are the five people right there. I mean, it's not that crazy. So here's the thing, and I think they're throwing you off. I don't think Roman gets the title match at, at SummerSlam. Oh. Oh. I don't think so either. Oh. Yeah, I don't think he I don't think he gets it. Okay. I it seemed like they were pretty quickly addressing him as the number 1 contender. Yeah, but, it seemed uh, like they were moving but, into full boys, we're selling SummerSlam right now. Here's mode. the thing though. I think that they have and I'm so glad they did, but they literally have stumbled onto something special here. Brock Lesnar versus Samoa Joe is off the page right now. It's very good. I agree with that. It's very good. And there's no way that thing ends at Great Balls. Oh, I don't know. You think that they wouldn't immediately say, yeah, that's all well and good. That's Roman Reigns over there. This is Roman Reigns versus Brock Lesnar in a rematch for the title. There's money, 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 money. No, because I think now that that you've given Samoa Joe the ball, he's scoring touchdowns right now for you. I just don't see them putting him on the bench. And when this pay-per-view's done. I mean, I think there are other things you can do now, with I'm, Joe. I think that there are I, other options for him, but... Call me crazy. What's to prevent him from being the new champion? From winning? Yeah. Nothing. Uh, nothing. No, I agree with that. I think that they've made it very credible that he could beat Brock Lesnar. Absolutely. Right. I don't think that that's impossible, but I I still... So so how do you how do you get there then? In in your mind, Braun Braun Strowman's gonna keep Roman Reigns over here. Mm-hmm. Or they both go into that main event picture. Okay, well I, the first thing I would do coming out of this is announce, and this is what I think the mis- mistake was. That they announced a match for Roman Reigns at the next pay per view. Yes. Let him make this announcement that he was the number one contender. And didn't like say address the fact that maybe Braun Strowman would also like to be the number one contender. Well, and well, we, in, fa- in fairness, we haven't heard Kurt Angle say anything uh, about uh, it yet either. Agreed. But the announcers, when the announcers start saying things, you're doing what Al Snow just told you not to do. Well, no, I'm not. When the <laughs> announcers not, say he's the number one contender, you, that in WWE not, terms. Okay, is, yeah, but how do you know that they're also not planning on working something with that with I, with a Braun right. Strowman? And as I told you six million times in the history of this program, <laughs> if they do that. I reserve the right to come back next week and say, boys, I was wrong. They got it right. How many times have you heard that from Glenn Clark? A few times. A few times. Barely. Oh, (laughs) stop. I've done that a few times. Look, I I hope that's what they do. Oh, by the way, also, um, I'd also like to point out that um, Roman Reigns uh, (laughs) delivered an utterly fantastic promo in the middle of the ring by himself and held the mic for over five minutes by himself, had the crowd captivated, mm. fantastic promo. By the way, Ooh. people tell me he still can't wrestle and that he can't talk in the mic, yeah. just so that we're clear. Yeah. 
Yeah. No, I'm I'm very aware of that, sir. I'm very aware of all of that. Ding, ding, <laughs> ding, ding, <laughs> ding, ding, ding. Like Roman Reigns, do you? <sighs> a little bit. He likes Roman Reigns. Um, no, the thing is, the hey. thing is that like my thing with Roman Reigns, Raymond Roman wasn't like my guy until I saw people booing him. Because he wasn't Daniel Bryan, right? Un- right. Unlike what? now, let me, let me, let's be let's be fair for a second. Unlike our friend John Minadakis from Jimmy Seafood, who we mm-hmm. all know was a oh, Roman my- Reigns guy from day one, oh, yeah. Yeah. was the sure. biggest supporter of Roman Reigns that ever existed. Day one is H. No, day one <laughs> is Roman Reigns for yeah. John Minadakis yeah. from Jimmy that's Seafood. Why, we all know that's that. Why, yes. That's why Roman Reigns is on his band not no, being able to be I don't, No, that's, that's just rumor and innuendo that you're throwing out but, there now, sir. You're just a legend. I will say that I always liked Roman, and Roman was always my favorite member of the Shield because I thought he was the best athlete, and I thought yeah. he was cool, and like the shit He's he did was He's a football cool. player like you. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. So, so you, I always liked him. But the moment that people started booing him for no reason is the moment I went into Roman's the greatest and I'm going to talk shit and say how much I love Roman every single time I'm on the show mode. Yeah. But so H- blame the fans. H, I was going to say, do you remember who put Roman Reigns in this position? The fans. Because in The Shield, who were the fans cheering oh, for? Oh, no doubt. Yeah. yeah Roman no doubt. Reigns. Yeah, and Roman Reigns could do no that. wrong, even, just... even though we thought Dean Ambrose was supposed to be the guy. Right. Roman Reigns was the one who was like, we like that guy. Yeah. Well, because he and, looked amazing. And also, right. in top, on top of that, he was also the most, when the Shield first broke up, he was the most cheered guy in the entire company for an extended period of time yeah. until Daniel Bryan until came that. back. That's what happened. It's really well, funny. We should and, talk and, about and, this more and, often. And, and, it's a topic we don't really address ever. And, in all show. fairness, it was because Daniel Bryan wasn't in the Rumble that year, right? That's what happened. Right, correct. That's the what year happened. that he yes. won the Rumble was the year they, for whatever reason. And right. he had a and then they ended up quality. Then they Bryan ended up trying the, to force the issue, and they yes. had Daniel Bryan versus Roman Reigns because they wanted Daniel Bryan to like put him over afterwards and say, "No, Daniel Bryan was in the Rumble. He just got eliminated by yeah. Bray Wyatt." Oh, that's right. That's oh, okay. right. He yeah, was yeah, out yeah. by like the fifteenth spot or right. something like that. He was yeah. out way ahead. Yeah, because this yeah. is the year like even the Rock couldn't help him. It was just Boo City for Roman yeah, because he at that wasn't point. Daniel Bryan. That's what right. I'm saying. Well, I don't know if you've heard he, of Daniel Bryan. He's pretty good. I mean, he's pretty. He's effing, great. Yeah. He's a Hall of Famer. He's yeah, fantastic. He is. He's very. He's good. not Roman Reigns, but he's he's Ooh. fantastic. It's really weird. It's it's just there's <laughs> things that we should talk about more on this show, and I feel like Roman Reigns is one of them. We just don't. I'm just saying, we just Roman don't Reigns address. I mean, not three WrestleManias, and Daniel Bryan's main event one. I'm just saying three's bigger than one. That's all. Hey, did you know that? I have a nickname. And, uh, in all fairness, Daniel Bryan should have main evented more than one. Well, I agree with yeah, that. He, he, he was the world champion, and he put him on first. Remember yeah. that? Yeah, I, and they lasted for like five <laughs> seconds. I remember it well. It was a five-second match. It was, a, uh, yeah. it was 17 seconds. Oh, sorry. Oh. Whatever it was. Did you know that, AJ, that I have a nickname? Were you aware of that? Or did you know that? Did you, yeah, have, have you heard? That. I believe, um, Sean, you might not know this yet, but I have, no. a, I have a new nickname. It was bestowed upon me by one um, Alicia Falks. And uh, considering she is the goddess of all goddesses, it goes down in Bible. Uh, I am now the man beast. She said that to you. She did. She legitimately. Were there said witnesses that to, me. to this? No, no, no. She thought she thought I was, was somebody else. Oh. <laughs> she thought I was somebody else. <laughs> She, she came. Said yeah, she came up like she was gonna give me a hug. She's like, "Oh, I thought you were somebody else," and I was like, "I'll be whoever you want me to be." Oh my goodness! Uh, all right, so <laughs> so yeah, that there's that. The other big thing for me from Raw, obviously, is the end zone cast thing. Hmm. Um, I w- that wasn't the other, but yeah, that's that's huge. I mean, it's a pretty big one. I'll get. We'll get... W- Good. I was just gonna say. The the entourage with Miz that's going to be big yes. because whenever Miz has has cronies yes it's a good thing he takes yes. off and he gets them over 
when anybody has cronies, it takes off. The WWE champion has cronies. Yeah, he was well. never the WWE champion to the, the Singh brothers. It's always up. good. If having a faction is always a very good thing in yes. professional wrestling. It's and always the really entourage good. is perfect. I yes. agree wholeheartedly. Why News. didn't they come up with that? Before? It's a great question. Yeah, and we're we're Curtis Axel and Bo Dallas for the last few weeks. And, like, and by the way, somebody might want to tell Bo Dallas to shave or do something, uh, dude, because he and it, I know that they're brothers. It looks, but he looked just like Bray Wyatt. Spitting. When, he, when Curtis Axel was talking to him on Monday night. I think what they're going to do is they're going to make him wear a man bun when he wears a suit. <laughs> <laughs> that, what? Nothing, say, nothing says Hollywood elite right? more than man I don't bun disagree with Call that. me crazy, but we talking about factions. How about Bray Wyatt puts his faction together but recruits his <clears throat> brother? Yeah, I mean, it's a crazy thought. But right now, let's go with but, this because okay, yeah, this thing is got, working. Right, I, I agree yes. wholeheartedly. Now, the end zone cast. Yes. Um, AJ, you brought something up last week. Where you said, I don't really know why they're breaking up Enzo and Cass. Do they think that there's room for Cass to get over right now? Right. Um, and I thought it was a fair point. And I, I, I didn't think about it that way because I, I, it was clear this is what they were doing. But it really jumped out at me on Monday night. That like, okay, this was a big moment. You're right. This was a big moment. You got a big moment out of it at the end of the show. Despite the fact that everybody saw it coming from a mile away, you still got a big moment out of it. But after... You, you do whatever you're going to do, whether that's Envo, Enzo V Cass or whether it's Big Show stepping in to, 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 be, ca- or, uh, to be Enzo in this situation mm-hmm. and face Cass, whatever you're going to do with that. What's next? Right. Where are you going from there? I've been said this was stupid strictly off the strength that there's not room for heel. There's not room on Raw right now for heel Cass when Braun Strowman is walking around. There's just you're you're playing the same basic role that Braun Strowman's doing, except you're not better at it. Right. Yeah. Correct. And it's not, and it's not only Braun Strowman. The Intercontinental Champion is a heel. The Universal Champion is a heel. Right. Bigger well, than I, you. I, mean, I, I think I think I, you have to. What I think the actual next move is is sending Cast to SmackDown and having him and Carmella work as heels. And that's how they break up. In, okay. Uh, you know what? I would have agreed with you if they just didn't put money in the bank on Baron Corbin. Because now true, you're stepping right? on He's Baron guy, Corbin's right? territory. Yeah. But, yeah. But yeah, you're right. You're right. But at the same time, Big Cass can coexist as a monster heel, as the dominant big monster heel over Baron Corbin just off body type much better than he can do over... I, I agree uh, with you, but also sure. keep in mind there is a Rusev factor there still, too, that we don't know True. when Rusev is going to be back. And Like, look, if, if it's going to be a while, then yeah, there's more room for that, but if Rusev is coming back, now. too, then yeah, it, it's it's a crowded field over there as well. I, I'm more inclined to agree with you. Oh, by um, the way, I think Rusev is going to come back and uh, help Lana win the title on Tuesday. It would make a lot of sense. Mm-hmm. It would make a lot of sense if they went about it doing that way. But, I mean, why? Why else give her a re- like? Why else are you doing that? You didn't, nobody was clamoring for more Lana Ni- Naomi. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> exactly. why even else? Though, even though I will say that Lana held her own in yeah, that. She match. was. Oh, was I agree. She was far yeah. better than you could have expected given the circumstances. Yeah, sure. But nobody was clamoring for another one of those matches at that point. It. At, I was willing to give it like the benefit of. Well, you want to have your women's champion involved in a pay per view and have all the other performers in one match. So, okay, sure, fine, do it. But I didn't think anybody was asking for another one. 
clearly from a storyline perspective, it makes no sense for Naomi to give Lana another match. Like, right. why would you she ever do that? Her. So the only reason to do it would be is if you have something big planned, then that would mm-hmm. be very logical that, that Rusev would be that guy. Yeah. Um, so, so, yeah, going back to Enzo and Cass, where do you go? Because, honestly, th- this is what I'm afraid of. Either this is going to take off and skyrocket like they think it's going to. Well, I wouldn't be afraid or, of that. That's great, yeah. Or they're both out of the company and that's, in a year. Again, I, I'm not sure I'm ready to go there, but I do, okay. I do worry that the two of them individually okay. well, would lack I, direction. I will give you no, the. I, I, I'll give you the about, best. I'm actually not worried about Enzo at all. Because, because he can always be. Such, he can always be somebody. No, I do. I got. I got two names for you. This is the He's same the, thing he, as as this happened a long time ago, when they split up the New Age Outlaws. And and they thought that okay we're gonna oh, get two Billy we're gonna get two great singles runs right. from Billy Gunn and the Road Dog and dude no it wasn't know, Billy, happening Billy was okay happening. for a little while Billy had a decent run and then he ended up with that. Chuck afterwards I know like they went right back to a tag yeah team. but they was get forced that King of the Ring and then yeah, he fought the Rock at SummerSlam people were just like dude just get this guy out of here it's not working I mean but it, here's the thing though here's the thing though what you're failing to realize is that uh, Enzo if this doesn't work out for Cass Cass is done. If this doesn't work out for Enzo, Enzo would still be the most over babyface on 205 Live, period. No, that's yeah, true, You're too. right. They can yeah. do something else with Enzo. With Cass, there is nothing. What, does he go back with Enzo if this doesn't work out? I mean, that would essentially be what they would do. I mean, if this doesn't yeah. work, that's essentially what they're going to do. And I don't think that's the end of the world because they never they never really got a run. You know, like they didn't get the belts. They didn't. Like the two of them getting back together next year would probably be a really great moment, and they could yeah. have a chance to go after a championship. I don't think it's the end of the world, and ultimately, I think that's what's going to happen because again, we're both we're all looking at this and saying, "What are you really going to get out of this with Cass?" The whole thing again. The the segment was fine. Mm-hmm. It just it the complaints are for me are not about the segment. It's about it just doesn't seem like there's a lot. It makes a lot of sense right now. I get that the tag picture is crowded. I understand that. Like, I is it really crowded on? Well, I think it's crowded because of the Hardys. If you're going to keep them together, okay, but I also think that the more logical team to have split up to pursue individual things would have been the Hardys, right? Yes. Like that—that yeah. that yes. would make far more sense to say let's let these guys do some things on their own without even having to break them up. No, like yeah. you know, they're still the Hardys. They're just doing some things on their own. I think that made more sense than it would have been to break up Enzo and Cass, who are well liked, extremely popular together. I, I, it's just, I'm well, worried about well, it. Well, you know when Enzo went down last year when he got hurt. Oh, they and, saw and yeah. they saw. Well, how l- they put Big Cass in a number one contenders match? Yes, but he was in the Universal Title match. Yeah, they, they saw a little bit, but th- I'm telling you that wasn't enough to go. Okay, we need to go full blast on this guy because literally it's a crowded field yep. for top heels just on Raw. Yep, on Raw itself. So even after he fights Enzo, which obviously he's going to do. What is next? And I just don't see anything next for him. And I would argue that, and, and AJ and I have talked about this before, if you really wanted Cass solo, it wouldn't have been the world end of the world to do that with Enzo as his manager. Like True. Or you could have, or you had a great opportunity in either the draft or the superstar shakeup where they could have just drafted one because, remember, they right. flirted with tag teams right. breaking up right. and you didn't break up any. Yep. If you were that hell-bent on breaking them up, that could have been a way to do it and still made money off of both of them. Um, yeah, agreed on all accounts. Uh, anything you, anything else we have to touch on from Raw? Because I want to give you a chance to talk about the Shamrock Cup. Okay. But real quick, do you find it weird? That, and I know they didn't do this on purpose. But Enzo and Cass never won the tag titles in NXT I, or WWE. It's real weird, man. It's real weird. I, I think it's a super weird thing. Now, Even the Vaude villains were the tag why, champs. To re, to re, to re, the reason why I, that doesn't bother me as much is that 
there are some guys that don't need a title. I agree with that. I do True. agree with you on that. But And they, they are like it would have been an awesome moment for them to win the title, but like they don't need the title. Like even right now, I'm saying that like I love the New Day and I think they're the best tag team of all time. And I'll say that to anybody at any place. <laughs> I I would just I think right now this feud needs to end with them as champs. With that that they're doing with the Usos right now. That it has to happen. I've never felt that Enzo and Cass needed a title because what they do is so nobody can do what they do. Like people had tried to do what the New Day do does, and people in the past, even Edge and Christian, did the stuff that the New Day does. But the the way that basically Enzo and Cass were basically just white rappers. That's what they were. I mean, that's what they did. Every they always shouted out rappers from the city they were in, and and made rhymes with shit they were doing. Like like only other person like them was John Cena. You know what I'm saying? So, like, I didn't think that they need they ever needed a title. I just thought it would have been nice if they'd have got one. Yeah, I agree with that. And I think that it would have been it would have been desirable to do it before you broke them up, right? Like to have them yes. have that moment before you decided to go anywhere else with them. Again, I'm not complaining about the segment. The segment was fine. I'm not it's just it the big picture, I don't The and, best part of that segment was uh was Corey Graves' narration of the video. <laughs> Yeah, that was really great. You're right about what that. What is his involvement? It's weird, isn't be? it? It's weird. What what they're I don't know what they're trying to get out of that. I really I don't think, know. I think Corey Graves is going to be quote unquote head investigative journalist on Raw. I'm like, okay. how, how long have you been sitting on that footage? You know, you could have revealed it. He could have revealed it at eight thirty. Right, you know, right. But by the way, guys, I just so happened to have yeah. All right, uh, Sean, you guys made a big announcement this week as your next event. We made a couple of big announcements. Well, but you actually, particularly but yes. made the an announcement of the field yes. for the Shamrock Cup, which is, I know, Shamrock, for you guys. Shamrock at, 17. It's amazing. That's amazing. Bro. And you didn't invite me. That's fucked up. You are, first of all, <laughs> you are invited. You're always invited. So come on out. You coming? It's two when days this year, July 14th and July 15th. I'll be in Florida, unfortunately. Oh. Um, it's a huge event for you guys, I know. Yes, it is. Um, what do people need to know? Uh, tickets are available now at mcwprowrestling.com. Go to our Facebook page and go on Twitter, wherever. All the links are right there for you to get tickets. Uh, star-studded event. But, yes, we announced the field. Well, first of all, you guys have some huge appearances that night or those nights well, from yeah. – Oh my God! Yeah, when, Mick, when Foley. I Mick Foley will be there. Uh, Ricky the Dragon Steamboat will be there. Vicky Guerrero will be there. Uh, the Rock and Roll Express will be there. Hall of Famers. Yes, uh, the Godfather will be there, and Papa Hall Shango will be there. How did you get both of them? Now, how did you manage to get both the Godfather and Papa Shango? Well, I was working on getting comma so I can get a three for one <laughs> deal, but I- I'll settle for two. Uh, <laughs> It's pretty good. Uh, hey, man. You and know, and then in the field for the if Shamrock you find a way, If you find a way to get Papa Shango and the Godfather there at the same time, I will Ooh. fly up. Do, do you know how many people keep asking me for that? <laughs> uh, who, who's all in That's the field? That's why we have two days. Uh, <laughs> uh, the field consists of Anthony Henry, uh, Josh Woods, who just won the Ring of Honor Top Prospect Tournament, um, Joe Keys, and Rob Locke. Uh, Anthony Bowens from WrestlePro, uh, Steven Diaz, uh, who else am I forgetting here? Uh, Shaheem Ali, uh, Brandon Scott. Uh, Brandon Scott's been with you guys for a little while. Yes, he has. Yeah, I think yeah. this might be his fourth tournament, yeah. I think, straight. 
Um, I said Rob Lock and Joe Keys, right? Yep. 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 Uh, Joey Janela is in it. Oh, also. Joey Janela! Holy crap! I didn't even realize that. That's huge. I just skip him. I it's dumb on my part. That's a pretty <laughs> big one. Uh, Matt McIntosh, uh, LSG, and Maxwell Jacob Friedman. That is the group for this year's Shane Shamrock Memorial Cup seventeen. Who's going to be the breakout star this year? I mean, obviously. And and all leads to Leo Rush in right, the finale. Right. I was going to say. Can he win three in a row? It's done pretty well for Leo over the last couple of years. He it's has done, done well for a lot, all the winners. Yeah, there's no doubt about that, much. right? Uh, Christian York in the past, I Christian, know. Christian York, Joey Matthews, who we'll talk about in a second. Yep. Um, yeah, it's so many. Josh Daniels, Ruckless, the youth who had a WWE contract at one point. Uh, so yeah, man, it's gonna be great. I can't wait. July fourteenth and fifteenth. Like I said, all those guests will be there on both nights as well. Should be exciting. MCWProWrestling.com. And you guys are doing something really cool. Uh, Joey Matthews, who I think everybody knows, is of course the great Joey Mercury. Yes. Uh, one three-time WWE tag team. One champion. half of the really the most entertaining duo that we have seen in well, it's I mean I, one of the more entertaining duos that we've seen in some time is J and J Security. I was so all in on J and J of everything oh, he's done. Yes. Yes. Everything he's done. Wait, even more than Eminem. I'm telling you, because Eminem's entrance was, was money great. for me. Uh, yes. Not disagreeing with you. I was so in on J and J Security. Oh, yeah, J and J were fantastic. Yeah. Yeah. So he is back with you guys. Yes, he is. And yes, what's he what's is. he going to be doing? He well, actually, it starts on uh, Tuesday, July twenty fifth. Uh, the Joey Mer- uh, Joey uh, <laughs> back to Matthews. Uh, the Joey Matthews finishing class, which is the uh, class that he is starting at the MCW Pro Wrestling Training Academy, um, and it is for you want to get to that elite level. Is like that. We have our graduating class, then there's the class above that. So it's like, I guess, going for your doctorate in college, pretty much, if you want to put it that way. I mean, I should be able to get my doctorate. <laughs> if I could get my doctorate in something like this, I've been more uh, paying attention a little bit more. Yeah, Joey coming back is is huge for us. And, you know, his knowledge, I, I knew he was one of the smartest guys in the business years ago. I watched him put together matches. Um, he actually put together a few Shamrock Cups from back in the day. Um, and then he went to WWE. They found out how smart he was because he was an agent for such matches. If if you like the CM Punk Undertaker match, that was him. So, uh, you know, <laughs> it's a pretty good one. That's not too bad. Yeah, yeah that's a pretty, a pretty good, good one. one, right? So, yeah, he he's got he, he has that brain. That I don't think a lot of people recognize, you know, because of the position he was shown on television. But he is very smart, and he's coming back. Uh, to teach these kids, and I, I can't recommend this class enough. If 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 you even if you feel like you know you're right underneath the getting that WWE contract, but you need that that something extra, this is the guy that that, that you need to talk to. This is the the class that you need to join. So again, all the information there is on uh, the MCW Pro Wrestling Facebook page. Um, and and also, what's uh, what's the Twitter account? Uh, the Twitter account is at MCW Pro Wrestling. Make sure you're following that. Yes. And MCWProWrestling.com. Yes. And if you can't find any of that, just find me at Sean Cradle or Sean Cradle on Facebook. Really glad you came in and hung out with us this week, man. Enjoyed it. it anytime, man. Anytime. Uh, I enjoy it. AJ, you are on Twitter, of course. At AJ Francis and, and give everybody the rundown both on the Francis Sports Academy and on uh, your tunes, which I know are just blowing up right now. Yeah, I mean, uh, so we got um, Francis Sports Academy. We're doing. I'll be doing football training in Orlando over the next couple weeks. Um, but my dad is starting up uh, doing weekend training. Started uh, last weekend. Um, you can go on Francis Sports Francis Sports Academy dot com to find out 
Or you can go on our uh, Twitter at Francis underscore sports or Instagram at Francis underscore sports. He's, he's doing all his basketball training. I'm doing the football training. We're doing the whole thing. Um, it gets better every week. Just come through, get professional training from professional people. You know, I'm obviously a pro football player. My dad coached many guys that have played in the NBA. So you're going to get the best training that you could ever get for your kid. And it's K through 12. And, um, yeah, I've had a had, – I dropped two more singles for my album. Uh, YBMP is yep. one of the singles, and the, and the other one's Right Thing. Right Thing is um, – is, that's, dude, that's a jam. I, 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 I hate complimenting <laughs> you. I hate complimenting you so much. <laughs> that's a jam. Yeah, just um, – you can find them on Apple Music, Tidal, Spotify, Pandora, Google Play, however you listen to music, um, you can find them there. Um, but you're not I, searching for AJ Francis. No, you are searching for Frank, F-R-A-N, since sign. Um, so the easiest way to do that, if, you have, if you're on your phone, just hold down the dollar sign and a since sign will come up. Uh, if you hold down or if you're on a computer, uh, I think it's like option dollar sign and a since sign comes up. So uh, either way, you're good to go. Um, the songs, once again, are YBMP and Right Thing. There's also European on there. I just finished the track list for uh, OTA that comes out September 1st. Um, it's 16 songs, but 19 tracks cause there's three skits and, um, yeah, it's, it's looking good, man. I, I, I'm already working on getting a video done for my next single. Um, it's going to be shot at the university of Maryland. That's cool. So oh. it's I was going to ask where you shooting it. That's cool. That's really cool. And are, are you going to need, uh, some, some people in the video? <laughs> yes, I will. I will absolutely need people in the video. <laughs> Um, very cool, man. Very cool. That's awesome. All right. Uh, I'm at, hey, you know what, Glenn is I'm just trying to do the right thing. Oh my God. I right hate you. I hate so much. I love that song. It's really good. <laughs> I hate it. I hate it. It's really good. All right. Um, glennclarkradio.com at glennclarkradio on Twitter. Of course, you can follow us at jobbing out show. Please continue to spread the word about the show. And, uh, we need you to subscribe on iTunes. That's a big deal. Need you to subscribe to us on iTunes. If you find us on SoundCloud, we appreciate that. But please, go subscribe to iTunes. You can keep listening however you want. Just click subscribe. That's all we're asking for. Um, and then, if you need us on uh, the email, it's jobbingoutshow at gmail.com. Uh, thanks again to Aaron. Thanks again to, of course, to Hootie Miles, former Terp. And thanks uh, to Al Snow. Great stuff from this week's show. Uh, for Sean Creedle, for the main event. Vent. 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 AJ Francis, oh goddamn it! AJ Francis, oh, the Washington Redskins. I'm Glenn Clark. This is Ben jobbing out. Jobbing out.